Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 260. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me here in Las Vegas. We are at the currently quarantined Casa de Cold Coffee. Self-quarantined. <laughs> Self-quarantined. But it's funny, and uh, I feel like I'm stealing uh, Doyle's remark yesterday, but it's so true. Uh, the like this whole self-quarantine, quarantine thing, that's just like life. That's just like normal routine. <laughs> when I think about it, like I don't leave the house for a lot of shit, right. you know. Go to the grocery store, go to whatever, go do a work thing or whatever. But it's so funny. When you remarked that yesterday, I was like, wow, this really is. I was like, everybody's like, oh, man, stay home all day and it's blah, blah, blah. I'm like. Really all we do anyway. I mean, we do travel a lot, but when we're not, when we're not traveling. I just want to stay home. Right. We don't leave the house. We don't leave the <laughs> house at all. So, so welcome to our world, folks. No doubt. It is day two of lockdown as far as Las Vegas is concerned. Yeah. Um, we finally got the mandate from the governor. Um, I guess it's interesting because it's a recommendation. It's not a requirement, yeah. which is kind of weird. Like, it's very clear that, I guess, legally they can't do anything to you. I noticed there's yeah. a big story right now in the Las Vegas community because Little Darlings, a strip club, for instance, they're saying, Nah, we're staying open. Yeah, I um, saw I saw a place on Fremont, uh, the Cat's Meow, which is like a karaoke bar. Right. Um, I saw uh, Las Vegas locally, which we both uh, follow. Um, they pointed, uh, put up a link to their like webcam. There's like those some of those Earth cams that are all around the sure. world, and one of them's in their location. I guess last night you you could see people in there like hanging out or like, whatever. Ah, sorry, we appreciate the recommendation, <laughs> but nah. Which it's I, I get it, you know. Um, it is tough because they would need to do some reg- leg- legislation to be able to just make your business shut down, you know, for something. But right. you kind of want people to sort of follow it because we need to get ahead of this, you know. And so if people comply, we probably have a better chance to kind of get this in check sooner rather than later. I agree. I, I've remained conflicted on this whole thing as to how serious. I mean, it's definitely serious as we talked about multiple times, but um, it's killing people is the bottom yeah. line. It is killing people. And so there is a responsibility. I tell you, though, I mean, I, it is what it is in terms of, you know, I mean, my kids' schools canceled. So, my, I mean, my wife, thankfully, like she's handling the homeschooling and all that. So it really hasn't impacted my, my life a whole lot. As you said, we're used to working from home, so I don't feel like my life is too much different. I will say the one thing that is annoying me is the panic buying, man. I am yeah. so annoyed by not being able to just walk into a grocery store and buy what I want. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, well, there's only and and it's I've been trying to tell Even myself get into the grocery store. Like the fact that oh. every grocery store I went by yesterday had a line out the door, and I immediately just drove away. I'm not. I mean, luckily I have some stuff already here, you know, in the freezer and things like that. But that's the one thing I've noticed as for affecting our day-to-day because typically if we're working from home, you make a little time. You're like, okay, I'm going to just run a couple errands. I'm going to go to the store or whatever. We can't do that right now because now that people are either working from home and all this other stuff, the, the, the amount of people that are around to go shop during the day has gotten a lot more. And now it's got to the point where... All the supermarkets and stuff are queuing people up out fry, outside to not let them in. I think maybe partially that's to, I don't know, is it to give uh, them a chance to stock at the same time or something? Probably. They just don't want, you know, all the millions of locusts to get in there and, and uh, 
just hoard the shelves and, and, and take everything. It's crazy to it see. It just annoys what's me going when on. I see somebody like with like fifty pounds of ground beef in their gar- in their shopping yeah. cart. I say, look, if you would just buy normal amounts, we'd yeah. all be fine. Like then everybody could have tacos. We could all have stuff. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right, man. It's just and and you know I, the thing I've been trying to tell myself is that listen, we are incredibly fortunate to to be where we are in life. You know, yeah. America is a wonderful country. It's got a lot of faults. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of like. Hey man, we can pretty much go buy whatever we want whenever we want all the time. I mean, there's a large portion of the population on this planet that is always in situations like this right. where it's not like I can't just run to the grocery store and I'll take one of these and two of these and three of that. So I'm trying to remind myself, like, hey bro, it's not as bad as it feels right now. It's just different, man. We spent our whole life being this way and it's just it's just different, man. It, but it is it, it it does annoy me when I see I don't know, man. Just think of other people, man. Like, you're yeah. going to have food. Don't take all the damn food. Other people need food, too. Yeah. Do, like, a normal shopping trip. If you get stuff that lasts you the week and maybe some extra stuff that could take you into the next week, yeah. like a normal trip, you know, like, do it. You don't need to stock up for a month for the fear that, you know, you literally are going to be hungered in your house for Bro, a good. month, you know. People like, are making food. They didn't say the food manufacturers are shut yeah. down. Like, we're good. Even the even the, the Las Vegas Metro has been going on, you know, take, doing some uh, videos from, like, the Smith's Warehouse. Like, folks, there's plenty of food. Drivers are they're, – they're buying so much that half of it's just getting the stuff to it. Oh, yeah. So that these drivers – these drivers are – they did something and cleared it to where they could work more overtime because that's how crazy it's gotten to where the drivers – have to literally just stay on the ground to keep product moving from warehouse to wow. warehouse to stores. And so it's like people there there is food there, but if you all buy it in one moment, you never give them a chance never to stock the, stock it back up and let the person behind you get something. So get what you need for the week or whatever. Just do a normal trip. Just do a normal trip. I mean trip. if if your normal trip is hey I, I, I like to go to the grocery store every day, okay Bulk it up a little bit. Yeah. But if your thing is like me and Asian uh, H, we go to the, the the grocery store maybe once a week or once every couple weeks, yeah. and we get what we need, and then we're good. You know, um, people are just the fact that they're just like, I'm never going to be able to go. You know, I'm never going to be. Nobody's barring you into your house and making you stay That's inside right. your house. You could still leave your house. You know, just do it smart. You know. Um, don't drag your whole family with you. I heard people were doing that. They were, you know, bringing their kids, both parents. It's like that seems to me where you'd want to keep some home, like yeah, limit the amount of people, one. you know. But then somebody was telling me, well, some places are limiting people to one item or a limited amount of my item. So they're gaming the system. So they'll Come have on. the wife go up there and get something. Then the husband goes get something. And then Junior goes up there. I get it that you're doing that, but what in the hell do you need that exactly. bad that you need to have that many people? You know, all you're doing is making it worse and giving more opportunities for somebody to get infected and, and bring it back into your household. Stop it with the damn panic buying. It's just crazy. Up. It's just crazy to see it. Here we are in the middle of the desert. I never thought it would get to the degree of what it is here with the shopping. I kind of was wondering how casinos would do it. I never thought I'd see the day when they said, casinos, you're all shutting you can't even go play a gaming machine anywhere. All the bars closing. I never thought I would see a day like this here in Vegas. Even more shocking and painful, B-dubs is carry-out only right now. I mean, can you imagine? Do you understand the impact this is having For on you, my life? It, it's literally like they kidnapped your kid. Oh, 
I can only get pick up at B-dubs. And while I'm waiting on my food, I can't have a frosty beverage. I or have three. To do, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, usually it's three. <laughs> I, I, I can't have one. It's just, I mean, this is impacting my life. The coronavirus has gone way too far. All right, listen, episode 260, you know what that Let means? Let you get a beer for your carryout if you pick it up. Well, no, you I, like put it in a, put it in a solo cup. I promise I'll drink I, it right here. I, I will not leave the the the, the establishment. I did go, well because I mean they've pulled all their liquor and stuff. But like I, I did go the other day and I was like, you know what? I'll just go to the liquor store, buy a beer, and I'll sit in my car and drink a, drink a beer while I wait. And I was like, that's totally illegal. I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was bad. like, I'm gonna get arrested. I was like, that's just stupid. I was like, John, don't be an idiot. Um, <laughs> so I didn't. So I, by the way, I didn't open the beer. I just sat there and waited for the food. Uh, episode 260. That means uh, it's a milestone for us, sir. It is five full years of shows. Now it's a little bit off. It's a little bit off because here's the deal: the, our first episode was April 5th, 2015. Okay. But five times 52 is 260. We have never missed a single week in five years. Knock on wood is right. I just knocked on I the saw wood. you knocking on wood, and you're right. <laughs> I'm just sitting. I'm just jinxing. There's a pandemic going on, my and brother, I'm like, you brought we've the pandemic never up. missed an episode. Come on, coronavirus. <laughs> F you. Uh, yeah, so in, in five calendar years, basically, worth of time. Now, it's thrown off a little bit because 2016 was a leap year, and 2020 was a leap year. So I guess in some ways, if we're talking about – Years, years. We got to make it two more weeks, but five, yeah. five, fifty-two week blocks in a row, never missing an episode. And if you count all the and a half, like we've easily done much, many more than I don't, the two sixties. The what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's well, if you go to Patreon, you'll fa- you'll figure you'll figure it all oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. But that's awesome, man. It's crazy to think. I still remember that first one so vividly because we were getting eaten up by the mosquitoes, mosquitoes sitting out yeah. on the, the little patio there in, in Florida, in Florida, Miami, right? Yeah, we had done. I think Delray Beach is exactly where we were. We had rented a little Airbnb. We were doing a a, a a visit where we we visited American Top Team and the Black Zillions and did a bunch of interviews and uh, figured. You had to hey. go do a passport thing too, didn't you? Oh, you're right about that. I had to do some kind of passport were, update I while we were there. I think you had to do there. a passport or something. I remember that was yeah. part of part of it or something. But uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting. But I remember uh, I hadn't been eaten by mosquitoes in a while, and I don't know if it was something about the Florida ones. My legs had a bad reaction. I remember I was like itching for like a week or so after that. What a launch! I know. I was like, <laughs> and at the time sucks. it was just, it was just like, eh, it was just like a, a just a weird random thing. It was like, oh, we're gonna try this podcast. We'll see what happens with it. We'll see what happens with it. But you know, thinking that you know, five years worth of just those five years of, of the main podcast later. Still going it's pretty strong. crazy, right? It's, Never it's, missed a single week. It's nuts. Uh, our, our boy Mark Fellows, uh, obviously a big supporter of us, man. He he reached out, by the way, and congratulated me. Uh, congratulated us both, I should say. But he reached out to me behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, sure and, he did. And he, he, also he wrote said, on the card. He was like, congrats, John. Oh, yeah, pass it on. To oh, and that other guy that's pass with you. Pass it on the other guy. Pass it on yeah. to the other guy. <laughs> no, he congratulated us both. But he And it was funny because he did say, he was like, man, that's so awesome, like what you do, and, and, and we appreciate it. Now, if you need to take a break during this time off, um, you know, we've, we're all kind of in this, uh, you know, sir, that's what, that's what I said, sir, that's exactly what I said. I said, <laughs> man, you know, and listen, I did think about, I mean, don't get me wrong over the next couple of weeks, are we maybe going to be a little bit light on heavy MMA topics to talk about? <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe he was like, maybe, maybe you could do some, uh, beer reviews or something. I was like, oh, that's something we could do. Well, let's start right here. Well, I'm drinking this cool, cold, refreshing Pabst Blue Ribbon in this lovely packaging. It's, it's. Red, white, and blue. 
Um, it's an award-winning beer. Um, easy drinking. Easy drinking. You can Light. you can easy. It's a good session drink. beer. 12. You can have several. You can have several. You can, you can easily have a twelve pack. Uh, I'm. I'm glad that you I, I, you've been coming over with two twelve packs for every show recently, because it's that easy to drink. It's, it's that it's easy that, to drink it. That's it. Well, you know, cold coffee. It's funny you should say that because today I have uh, been consuming past blue ribbon as well, sir. It is it <laughs> so award- crazy. Yeah, yeah so crazy. You figure maybe. In another 260 episodes, maybe we'll have a sponsorship by Pat. Oh, man, come on. Like, Two, episode. What's that, Matt? Five, 520. You could have had this PBR. You could have had. Well, what are you talking about? We've been advertising for him anyway. I know. What, man, What's funny? I had, a, I, had I had one point I did a draft uh, email. I was like, oh, I'm going to put a spiel together, and I'm going to really sell them on why they should sponsor us. And then I forgot about it, and I remember I stumbled upon that draft in my email, and I was like, what is this draft from like six months ago? And I was like, ah, well, oh, well. Damn I'll it. get to it another day. I didn't know you'd start that. You need to get back on that. I literally just now put is it the, time. The, the, now yeah, now is, is the, the time. time. It was just literally their name in the two field. Well, listen, that was <laughs> the draft of your email. Yeah, I, you I really put some effort into I it. Didn't, I didn't really uh, get too far. But you know what? I, I, I was thinking about it. So it's funny, like, because we're going to be light on, on heavy MMA. Now, I will say this. I'm going to continue to reach out to fighters. I'm going to continue to reach out to people. I'm going to continue because, you know, we need, hell, hell, we need content for MMA Junkie. So I'm going to be talking to people. So we're going to have content. Um, but honestly, like, I, I thought, now, you know, honestly, more than ever, man, people probably need entertainment right now. And I'm not yeah. saying we've got the biggest audience of all time or we're the most entertaining people of all time. But, man, I, I think people want a little bit of normalcy in their lives. I know that I definitely do. So, yeah. um, I, you know, I don't want it to go away. I mean, I, I always say, like, I watch, um, uh, what do they call it, ESPN Plus FC, I think is what they call it or whatever, ESPN FC. It's, it's ESPN's um, daily soccer show. I watch it every night. Now, sometimes I only half watch it. Like, I'm not super intent on it. But it's just I like having that little update of what's going on in the world. And, and, and so I don't want to pull back, man. I really don't want to, um, to take a break. I want I want to keep going so that everybody you know, the people that do care and that do that do listen that it, it just continues on. And the other thing too is that um, I mean the coronavirus and, and what's going on, um, we're 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 not going to be able to ignore it um, because look it's impacting our lives. It would be silly if we weren't talking about it to some degree. But I do promise this as well. I do not want it to remain a central theme of our of our shows as long as this whole thing is going on. I mean, yeah. it would be impossible not to talk about it because it's impacting our lives and how we're operating and, and how we move about and all that. So, yeah, a little mention here and there. Hey, what are you up to? What's what's well, How are you handling this? Great, great, great. But I do not want it to be the central theme because I'll be honest, man, um, this thing is here and it ain't going away for a while and I don't want to think about it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, man. I need a little respite from COVID-19. Yeah, it's – it's uh you're right, and, and it's going to be tough to think that we're not going to have to address it at some point because hopefully every every time it'll get a little bit better. You know, like this is how it's affecting Vegas now, and this is how it's affecting whatever. But soon it'll it'll uh, well, hopefully soon it'll be uh, nothing more than rearview mirror talk. I hope so as well. I hope so, so as well. All right, listen, um, and, and again. In in keeping with that vein of we're going to have to talk about it a little bit, but it's not the central focus, uh, I did want to check in with somebody whose fight was canceled this week. So I uh, reached out to Marvin Vittori. His story is uh, incredibly interesting. And by the way, I reached out to talk to him. I think the first part of this interview that you're going to hear is basically 
I think he needed just somebody to vent to, which is kind of fun. It ends up being very not safe for work. Uh, although I guess if everybody's working from home now, I guess it's as safe for work as you want it to be, right? <laughs> there is no more not safe for work. There you go. You know? Unless you're one of those essential people that must be at work. And then if so, Blair, because no one There's else nobody there. else around you. So, <laughs> dude, this is now very safe for work. <laughs> but, I like it. Uh, so he, his story is interesting, right? So he flew over to London. He was supposed to be on the card. He was fighting Darren Stewart. Um he flew over to London, then basically was told, hey, fly back, but we're still going to get you a fight because we're going to relocate. That's when the UFC was kind of making that effort to, to relocate the car to the United States. Uh, I think it was ultimately going to be in Oklahoma, but the, you know, the, the, the bands kept getting smaller and smaller in crowds. Um, you know, Darren Stewart is going to fight on the Cage Warriors card. We'll talk about the Cage Warriors event in a little bit. So, had Marvin stayed over there, he might have been able to fight on that card, but then the travel ban from Europe to the United States would have uh, affected him because he's not an American citizen. He's an Italian citizen. He has uh, a visa, right. and I don't think that would have been honored. So um, he would have gotten stuck over there. So that you know, he had to get out and get back. Um, his his opponent, again, like I said, Darren Stewart, is going to be fighting Bartosz Fabinski on Cage Warriors card. So um, that is happening on Friday. Uh, but anyway, I just want to check in with Marvin, and uh, you'll see he gets a little bit worked up. If the, if the youngins are around, if you got the youngins around because you're sitting at home, uh, maybe put the headphones, put the headphones on right on. now. Yeah, yeah, or, or or turn it down, or have them leave the, the room because uh, Marvin does vent a little bit. Uh, but here's here's what he had to say. Hi, John. Hey, brother. All good. All good. All good. Awesome, man. Uh, well, t- tell me where you are right now, man. I know you've been flying all over the world, man. Where are you at right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm back in California. I'm here in Huntington. Um, yep. How is Huntington uh, Beach? I was gonna say, how is uh, ha- have you finally given up? I know you've been trying to fight, man. Have you finally accepted that you're not gonna fight oh. this weekend? Or are you still you still holding out hope? Uh, I, until yesterday, man. Still yesterday, uh, uh, the morning, I was like, fly me out, fly me out, whatever, whatever, fly me out. <laughs> and now I fucking think I I gave it up. But I'm still I'm still hoping I'm fighting soon, man. Fuck, man, this thing is really delaying my mission to get to the top, you know, pissed me off. I get it, man. So, I mean, you you flew out to London. When you went, I mean, did you have concerns that you weren't going to be able to fight, or did you think, I mean... And and you know when this thing is going to really hit me? When I'm going to see those Cage Warriors fights going on, man. Fuck! Fuck! Oh, man. So, did you, I mean, when you went out there, were you concerned at all that you might not get to fight, or did you think, like, I'm definitely fighting? Well, what happened over there was like, I mean, they're like, UFC London is canceled, and uh, it might be moved to U.S., and uh, you you might not be able to even go back to the U.S. Uh, so nobody even ever thought about, fuck, like they might move it to Cage Warrior, and like two bucks, they're, they're going to be done under Cage Warrior. Nobody in the world could have ever thought that. Right. And everybody was freaking out, oh, uh, let's, let's that's uh like we're gonna be struggling to go back to the u.s so we really we really need to go back and i was like man chill everybody they woke me up at 3 30 a.m in the morning in the middle like like because they're like oh five is off we have to go back and everybody's freaking out like chill a moment and but nobody would ever thought that uh um the fight would have been moved to some of the fights would have been moved to cage warrior so that's what happened. I'm like, all right, well, you know, all the, if anything, they're just going to move it to U.S. somehow, so I'm, I'm better 
going back. And I actually asked, like, are they flying out my guy? And they're like, yeah, they're flying him out. I'm like, all right, well, then maybe it's actually happening. Then I see all this, all this bunch of crying, whiny babies that, like, are not taking fights. First of all, first of everybody, Tyron Woodley, and then uh, and then Leon Edwards not being able to fly out. And I'm like, man, like, it's your most important fight of your life. And I get it. Like, your team has family and all that, but you're not leaving for a war. You're leaving for five days, six, seven days. You're going to be back. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, what the fuck are you talking about? It's good that you, it's good that you left, though, right? Because you would have gotten stuck over there. I mean, you're not a U.S. citizen, so you probably wouldn't have been able to get back, right? Yeah, but he was he's a, a U.K. citizen, so he would, have, he would have been able to come back here, too, for sure. <laughs> well, how, well, so what's this been like for you, man? I mean, it seems like you're – I mean, you sound frustrated to say the least. Has this has this been a tough experience for you? What's I mean, what's the whole thing been like? It, it is, man. It all it, it's still. I'm. It, it, it's it's weird. I I feel like it's weird. I, I mean, in, in, in first place, it's a whole weird situation for the coronavirus and everything shutting down. But uh, then it's crazy. Every like I feel like. Uh, it's, it's whatever. Like I, I don't feel that bad too much. And every every like couple of hours, I'm like, "Fuck, man!" But I really I was supposed to fight this weekend. <laughs> Fighting. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because luckily in my career it didn't happen that many times. Right. And the only time that it happened actually is the last time that I got rescheduled a month after. So it's, it's happening now twice in a row. Oh, I totally forgotten about that. That's right. That's got to be really frustrating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so what's your plan for now? What are you, what are you going to do? I mean, uh, I mean, I guess we don't we don't know anything. I mean, maybe a month, you know, UFC two forty nine, I guess. But I mean, all the cards are full. So well, I mean, what's what's the plan? Yeah, even even on my rest days, I, I I'm I'm training twice a day. So I, like to me, training is I, I love training, and it's just like staying ready for me is not a big issue. I'm just straight out savage. You know, the more I do this, the more I just the more I just embrace it all the way and I'm just gonna stay ready but I don't know what's going on man I, I'm, I'm gonna be ready for everything though like I, I'm I'm gonna make sure I'm I'm gonna be ready man I, I'm it's, it's frustrating the whole thing is frustrating even seeing that title I was there watching it live seeing that title fight last time it, it is frustrating man like I'm like fuck like I, I, I belong to the top and I, and I and I know I can I can make this division better and I this old shit is delaying everything, but I mean, we are in we are into like a crazy situation right now, and this old thing creates like like it, it doesn't it doesn't you help others, but then you have problems with yourself and like to help others, you really have to be good. You have to be really fine with yourself first, and then help others. You know, like you can't like if if. Two broken things can make one good, you know. Like that's mm. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it, it is a very weird situation, and uh, and it's bringing the war to his knees. Uh, and it kind of like it, it, it's it's super weird to me. This whole thing is very weird. It, numbers don't add up a lot of times when when you see the situation and. Um, it's just very weird, but we don't know, and we just have we were we're. It, so now it's frustrating because we we just know we can't do anything about this. Right. We, we're just we're just watching it. 
How do you have family back in Italy? I mean, I know it's it sounds like it's getting pretty bad over yeah. there. Do you have family back there? Yeah, I have family. Nobody has been affected, but I know people that have that had it, and they didn't even have the, that like that. Like it's like two, three days, and they were fine. But I get it. Like this thing hit everybody differently, so I get it. Yeah, it's a weird everybody situation. Everybody gets hit differently, and old people can. But that's the thing, like. People are easily influenced. That's that's what I'm saying, and this, this, that's a fact. I'm not even saying, oh, it's not right. It's not. It's, it's, it, it, I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm saying people get influenced too much. I'm what I'm saying. I'm trying to. They try to stick to facts yeah. more than actual media. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it is happening and it is a problem, and we need to solve it somehow. And I think we don't know how to solve it. Yeah. But I see, I'm seeing that a lot of times, even in Italy, we're taking so many precautions and it's not making it any better. So I'm like, I, I, it might, it might spread with, with throughout some other things that we don't know. Yeah, I don't know because they, they're taking precautions. Everybody shut down. Everybody almost can't take their house without a, 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 a good reason, and it's still getting worse. So are they sca- are they scared over there? Is your family scared? Or are they okay? Or yeah, I'm, People are scared. My, um, I don't. My family is not really too scared. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just like a normal. It's just it is, there is fear. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know, bro. I, I, I might be wrong. I, I might be wrong. I might be. I'm, people would say, "Oh, you're stupid" or something. I, I'm not. I'm not scared of this. No, I, dude. I'm still is. trying. I'm still trying to figure it out too. Because I mean, like for me, especially for you guys, I mean. You know, UFC athletes are some of the most fit people on the planet. Like, if you guys get sick, it's probably not going to be anything. But then, like you said, the problem is it spreads to somebody else and they get sick it's and funny, die. man. I, I know some badass dude, like, they've been through a lot of shit. And they're the most scared of this shit. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you – I don't I don't get it. Like, you've been – like, they've been, like, they've been doing, like, crazy-ass shit in their – in their life, they've been through some, and they're like, oh, yeah, but, like, this thing is, like, and telling me all this, I know, but, like, come on, man, like, yeah, but, <laughs> it's weird, like, they've been, like, I know for a fact they've, they're, 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 they've been through some crazy stuff, and they're, like, freaking out about this, but, I don't know, it, you know, it's not tangible, like, a lot of people, when they don't see things, they're like, and they just, like, it gets to their head, like, I don't know, it might be my job that I have to uh, kind of like sometimes I have to filter all the media of what they say and then and then that's why maybe a little bit I I kind of like know this this process a little bit better. I, I don't I don't know. And but for a lot of people the fact that it's not tangible like they don't see it, but they see spreading they just see it in the media like like every two seconds um, it, it affects them, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Well, talk to me. You said you you, you were cage side for that title fight. What uh, I know that you've always said, yeah. man, you could beat Adesanya, and you you know, I mean, what get, what, what 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 were your thoughts on that fight? I just saw. I I was uh, disappointed on both sides. I think the fall was on both sides. I actually thought Romero won the fight. But it was very close, and I know these uh, New Zealand guys are unbeatable in decisions. You know, <laughs> they go to decisions, they're unbeatable. So, so what I'm saying is that uh, third third title fight, 
42 years old. You know the situation. And you, the strategy was good, but then fourth and fifth, like starting from the third, you got to bring it up a little bit more. And from Adesanya, I'm seeing just uh, um, a, a, a scared guy, honestly, a scared, a scared, uh, like, like he didn't want to take risk, and I tell you why because uh, Romero was being very good of not reacting to his feints and being very unpredictable, which he always is, but even more, and doing all this weird shit. So, so um, our designer wouldn't have a, a lot to build on, and I and he and he even if it looks like he's a striker and he, he does all this weird shit, he plays he plays it safe a lot of times because people fall for this shit, but. I've seen it like when when he had to take some risks there because Romero was being good of uh, not reacting and stuff. He he's been scared of all the whole fight. He got hit a couple times and he just he, he just acted like a bitch the whole time. And so that 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 showed me his true colors. That showed me like if there is a need to take risks, he's not gonna take them. He's gonna he's gonna be a, a, a he's gonna stay real safe. He knows he's gonna he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be finished, and he's no. He's gonna be. He's not gonna beat by the sea. <laughs> so, what do you, what do you think, man? Well, I mean, I I know is that is that a rematch you want down the line? I mean, I know you want to win the title no matter what, but is that a oh, fight you man. want back? I definitely want man this, this fight. I I want all the oh, I want I want the rematch with all the guys uh, that I lost early in my in the, in, in the UFC. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be I'd love a fight with uh, with Antonio Carlos Jr. too, even though he's coming from losses, but. He's still a higher than me in ranking, so I would love that fight too. I would, I want to fight Adesanya just because, man, like Adesanya, right? Like whoever can say whatever they want about my fight, and I have my opinions. He has his opinions. People have their opinions, and because uh, again, media a lot of that, like uh, media did a lot of uh, of work on on on, on opinions, people on, on people's opinion on that fight too. But what I'm saying, man. Whoever won that fight, and the judges, one gave it to me, two gave it to him. Are they, like, whoever, like, even him, is he happy with what happened in that fight? Is he really, like, did it really go down like it was supposed to go down? Did anybody really came out on top, like, saying, I beat that guy. I beat the other guy. If anything, he came out more beat up than, beat up than me from that fight. So, um... You know, I, there's there's a, a open tab. You know, like it's it's um, it's not over. You know, I think we have to settle. I have to settle it down, and um, we need another fight for sure. I like it. So, but uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say. So, what are you what what are you gonna do now for the meantime, man? I mean, I, like you said, there's so much uncertainty going on. Uh, I don't. I don't think we have any guarantees, man. So what do you, What do you do? Do you Do you rest a little bit and try to keep the body right, or do you keep training and hope? Uh, what's What's the idea? Uh, I don't know. Let's see, man. In Italy, they 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 can't leave their houses here. We still can't leave the the houses. I'm gonna I'm gonna do anything in my power to train. We'll see what I can do until like I live in a, I I live in an apartment, man. That's the fucked up thing. Like I'm here by myself. You can lock me to the house. I don't know, man. It's not gonna be fun. Wow. So you guys so, can't even leave the house? No, no, no. Oh, in Italy, in Italy, yeah. No, you can't. Just, just for uh, if you have a very good reason, like uh, wow. If you want to go to to if you have to shop, and they're man, they're talking about shutting down shops on the on the, on Sunday too now. Jeez. Uh, so only thing is shut. Every time everything is shutting. Everything shut down, and uh, 
yeah, you, they're, they've been quarantined for the last eight, nine days, I think. That's crazy. So are you going back over there the at all? You're staying here, right? Yeah, for now I'm staying here, yeah. For now I'm staying here. But it, it is, man. You're living in California? No, I live in Vegas. Yeah, California has been, I mean, it is, like, gyms are shutting down. Orange County also, like, I mean, I live in Orange County, and everybody, everything is uh, is shutting down, too. But, I mean, people are still going around and stuff. But all the businesses, like, restaurants can't give, uh, you can't eat at the restaurant anymore. Just just take out, just take away. Yeah. Okay, so can you train at all? Can you do anything? Uh, I'm gonna try for sure, but I don't know if it's legal. <laughs> 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 I don't want to put people in trouble, but yeah, I'm gonna try to hide and do something, man. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what do you want to do when you come back? Do you want do you want to rebook the same fight, or do you want to do you want? To, I mean, you you called out Antonio Carlos Jr. too. I mean, does well, it well, does it matter? Yeah, I, I would like that fight, honestly. I, this guy is fighting. I don't want to wait until he gets ready for another fight. I, I'm, if, if anything, I want to fight him as soon as this thing gets gets gets, uh, gets better and they're going to restart doing this thing and they're going to restart uh, running events. I I want to fight, so I'll stay ready. You know, like, being in the shape that I am now, it, it don't take that much for me to train. And, like, I'm, I can go through training pretty easily and, like, I actually love to train. I'm in, I'm in a great shape. Uh, I can, you know, like when you're in shape, you can take, you can do, you can go through more training without being like super sore and stuff. So it's it not even a big deal for me to keep training. I like it. I just take it as a time to get better, like train a lot of things. And uh, as much as I can train, that, that definitely also an issue. But yeah, I mean, as much as I can train, I'll train and uh, I'll try to stay ready for when this, when this whole uh, dusty situation gets settled a little bit more. All right, that was Marvin Vittori. Uh, I like his energy, man. He's he's worked up, but I like his energy. I had totally forgotten about his last fight with Andrew Sanchez, to be honest, with the, with the eye infection delay in his fight. So he's... Uh, He's had some weird ones lately, and uh, you know his. I, but his breakdown of Adesanya Romero, I know he's kind of angry, but I, I thought a lot of that was really accurate. And uh, I love the fact that he wants a rematch with with Shoeface. I mean, that's that would be getting one back. And of course, I mean, none of us know what's really going on right now, but uh, you know, not wanting to wait on Darren Stewart. So I like a lot of what he had to say. I know he's worked up to start out with, but but I like a, a, a lot of what he had to say. So I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, I, I do wonder, you know, as we're talking about kind of moving forward and, and trying to, to stay busy. I do wonder if, if, if this could impact the future of the sport, if maybe kind of what we're seeing um, with this Cage Warriors show coming up this weekend where they're, they're hosting it behind closed doors, um, and, and you know certainly that's what the UFC was trying to do as well. Um, I, I wonder if that's you know pr- what we're going to see for maybe not just the time being, but maybe honestly um, – kind of the future of MMA production. I mean, the UFC obviously invested in the Apex for a reason. Yeah. I don't know if they saw a global pandemic occurring, but, I mean, they, they see – I mean, it's already happening in wrestling, right? Like wrestling – a couple different wrestling organizations, they'll do house shows at their facility, and then they'll take, you know, big shows out on the road. I wonder if maybe, like, 
you know, smaller, more more cost-effective fight night cards and stuff like that could happen at the Apex more frequently, and maybe you only take the big shows out on the road. I mean, uh, I don't know, lo- losing the gate is probably very impactful. I mean, they'd like yeah. to have those live gates, and you do grow, you know, the popularity. Like, you know, when people go see a live event for the first time in their yep. backyard, then they, maybe they become bigger fans. So there are definitely yeah, – people don't really remember the first time they watched it on TV. That's right. They remember yeah. the first time they're there. So I definitely see cons to not traveling around a little bit. Like, the first time you go see a USC live event, you remember it. You, you, yeah. like, you That sticks in your head. And so not being able to go basically use your show as a traveling marketing opportunity – that would be problematic, but man, with all that's going on right now, and and who knows what's what what kind of you know future changes are going to be made, doing more studio shows might not be a bad idea. Yeah, I, I think well, definitely the big big glaring difference between at least the the WWE and those wrestling ones and the the actual uh, MMA sporting is definitely the involvement of like commissions and things of that sort. Right. The fact that they could just go into their office, their their training facility and and do it is definitely a big deal whereas at least the, the apex even if they did want to do it they have to still get clearance they have to have the commission has to staff something i, I would i bet the ufc if they were like man if we're we're able to just green light stuff you know stuff will be going right now um so it's interesting i mean i could definitely see where That's something true. like that would happen where um maybe just going forward they figure out hey you know that if if we ever wanted if there was a point to to cut some costs and you know, maybe pull back the production. Maybe that balances out the fact that they're um, missing out on that gate if they did more events at the Apex. Um, but I do think that that, I mean, even watching the, the footage of uh, the Brazil event the other day, you know, you could feel that they weren't using all the camera shots that they would normally do because they didn't want to show the empty crowd, you right. know. So even if they did start doing that, I think they would probably, the the feel of the show would definitely change some um, at that point, you know, what's the point of a walkout if you have an empty crowd? Just start the fights in the ring, you know sure. what I mean? Because at that point, you could probably cut the show down a little bit because you're losing, you know, five minutes each fight. Yeah, just you come know? back from a commercial or come a setup or whatever. And the guys are in there and just there go, go straight to a buffer interview or something um, or the intros. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting, um, but maybe. Maybe it is a, a chance to – you know, change stuff up in there. And I also thought, too, I mean, that this could be a, a catalyst to change things for the fighters, you know, with less events and with them having more needs. If there's ever a point for them to stand up for themselves, this would be that point. So, you know, maybe this is a, a this is one of those moments where things can change. Uh, it's kind of exciting because, you know, you don't know how big that it could change. You know, there could be some big, big changes coming but another part, it's like I just you kind of wanted just to get back to the back to normal, especially for our industry where we work around this. So if there's no fights, there's nothing to report on. There's mm-hmm. nothing to cover. You know, I mean, this is a this will definitely trickle down, and as much as it affects the fighters, I don't want it to affect our livelihoods as well. You know, um, it's scary to think about it a little bit. You know, um, it is. And you know, the next big step is this March 25th Nevada State Athletic Commission meeting. Um, which, you know, I sat here a week ago and we talked about it and I said, you know what, I think these shows are going to happen. You know, I just, a week ago, I said, man, I I believe these shows are going to happen. I believe the commission's going to find a way to work with the UFC. Um, By 48 hours later, 
when, when, when we went to go to that emergency meeting, uh, and I talked about it last week on the and a half episode uh, on Patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, uh, I, I, nice my opinion had completely changed. You know what well, I mean? Well, at like, that point, too, Dana, didn't Dana come out to it at that point and was like, we got to find something else. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It was like, whoa. It just, this thing changed so fast. I mean, it all it all happened in a week, and then every day things were changing. And, and uh, it man, I, so I, I fully – I don't have much hope for the March 25th meeting that like the, that yep. the commission's just going to say, you know what, I, I, we're feeling pretty good about things. You know, especially what I mean? with the governor, the governor coming out and saying what he did. I mean, the the commission is appointed by the governor. Yeah. You know, so if the governor is going out there saying, and the governor had a, a, a what do you call it, a press conference the other day and got very very heated, very with passionate media. about it. About uh, just this is what is necessary to do. People are dying from this. Because basically he said this is what should happen. This is what you should do. This right. is what you should do. And the and the, and the, look, the reporter wasn't being wrong. He rightfully asked, like, when you say should, it, are they required? Like, is this legal? And the guy was like, stop trying to find loopholes. Yeah. The, the governor, you know, was was upset and and he's right. He's like, people are dying. Listen to me. Do yeah. this. Um. And, and and it's weird because yeah, a week ago when we sat here and talked about it. The government hadn't made any statements. The schools yep. were still open. The, you know what I mean? I'm like, look, look they haven't yep. even done anything. You know, so now things have told you. Now the 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 political climate here is a hell of a lot different. I mean, yeah. if you, I don't, you know, probably most of the world didn't see our governor speaking, but he got. I mean, he literally was like slamming his hands on the on the little podium that he was at and, yep. and was almost yelling. He was saying, "Listen." It's clear we're not going to have the military guard out there like they are. I think in Italy, like there's like armed p- police out there saying, "Get back in your home." We're not going to do uh, that, but you better do this, man. You better yeah. do this. It's it's crazy to think that to to see uh, Las Vegas sort of just shuttered up and things closed down. Like I, I like I said before, I never thought I would see it, you know, happen. So if you got the governor coming out and to see that happen. It's a little um, bold to think that the commission is just going to come out and say, okay, yeah, business as usual. Because the the amount of money that the UFC and the the commission brings in for Nevada pales in comparison when you talk about the taxes and the things that these casinos pay. So if they're willing to shut down the casinos for this sort of thing, uh, it's going to be no problem at all for them to just say, UFC, go. you can have all the ideas and hopes that you want, but... This is not going to happen. Yeah, you know. I, I imagine they'll probably say on March 25th, I imagine they say, if I had to guess now, and again, just a guess, I'd probably say they say, let's shut it indefinitely and we'll revisit in 30 days. days at our next meeting. Yep. Which is interesting. I mean, if they say indefinitely, then I think that means they would have to go immediately and go to Canelo's people and all the other big fights and say, cancel it right now. Yep. So I wonder if they can find a way to word it to where – uh, it's a it's a temporary. We're not issuing any new things. There's a 30 day uh, hold on other ones. You know, there's a pending status, whatever. So we're not really we're not going to just outright cancel everything. But um, I don't know. I mean, you think if they would, because you figure maybe even if things that are months and months away, that maybe by starting the process, maybe it helps money flow somewhere so That's i wonder true. if they're going to find some way yeah, to because then like, people start making plans and right. they, you know start booking some flights start booking some hotels yeah cuz they they don't want to i mean i guess they're with no end in sight i mean they don't want to uh you know be incorrect and and uh you know stop worrying too early but also i mean the, the stuff takes months and months to get going it'd be hard for them if they shoot themselves in the foot six months out, you know, and by doing something to say, 
and definitely that it automatically cancels things six months out yeah. or whatever that to start the whole process again would push them back even further. Well, they don't want to they don't want to be irresponsible, but on the other hand, like it's not like you just flip a switch and now suddenly the hotels are that full again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. everything's good to go. No, you, you got to have time to plan and to build events yeah. and, to, and to, to build trust with the community that it's okay to fly back here. It's okay yeah. to come celebrate and hang out. Because what is it? Didn't MGM say they would start accepting reg- reservations like in April 20, April 20 something? They would right. start looking at taking reservations for the future at that point not i don't think it was like april 25th we're ready to take you you can come and stay right i think that's when they were like all right we'll start humoring the idea and start working towards it or whatever but it's just it's just bizarre because i mean to think that they were just gonna clean the slate i just don't see that happening just cleaning the slate for the rest of the year um just for the fact of People will because they want them to come back to Vegas, and if they pretty much say don't plan on coming to Vegas, we're not sure when we're going to come back up. They'll find somewhere else for it, and I don't think uh, Nevada wants to do that particular Hell thing. No, we can't. We can't. can't. It's just crazy. so crazy. It's crazy times, man. It's uh, it is it is unlike anything we've ever seen. And we're already seeing layoffs. And and I talked oh. with you about this. Well, uh, Agent H was telling me she works for a law firm. They were already laying off people. Her brother works at a uh, food distribution place. They were laying off people. So layoffs, it's not just people that work in the casinos, not not just people that are servers and other stuff. Businesses, uh, the trickle-down effect of what this is causing, um, I can only imagine what it's like in even smaller communities than this, the effect of what this is happening. No, the ripple effect is going to be massive. Unreal. And and you hear of it happening literally all across the world. Outside of a world war or something, you can't think ever. I can't think ever something that has affected uh, the whole world in this way. That you know, not that this is a moment to, you know, oh man, remember that great time we all went through the whole world. World, we were all one, you know. But this is the kind of thing that uh, it's crazy to think that in my lifetime I'm seeing something like that that's affecting everybody in in similar ways. In similar ways, you know, and you hope at the end. It brings us together as as uh, as human beings. You know, we can all look back and say, "Remember, we got through this. If we can get through this, we can get through anything." Yep. But um, it's crazy, man. It's uh, it is definitely one of those uh, moments. Just like where before we had talked about nine eleven and how every American under remembers where they were, they remember what they were doing when that happened. But that just affected us. But this is going to be one of those moments where people are going to remember that point in their life when. Um, the coronavirus hit. That's crazy, man. For for yeah, everybody on the planet. Or everybody whatever. on the planet. All right. Well, listen. Uh, as we said, we don't we we can't not talk about this stuff, but we definitely don't want it to be the focus of everything. Uh, there is a, an MMA event happening this weekend. Thankfully, knock on wood. I'm not gonna lie. I'm scared it's gonna get pulled at the last minute. But Cage Warriors 113. Uh, I want to watch some live MMA. I'm pumped about it. We usually don't talk too much about shows that are happening on Friday, especially Friday in Europe, because uh, we know that's when most people listen. Uh, but man, how can you not talk about the one show that's happening? So I reached out to our man Simon Head and uh, talked to him about just what the situation is over there and got a full event preview to get you hopefully primed uh, for, for some live fights. Knock on wood. Nothing happens. Cage Warriors 113. Uh, here is uh, my conversation with Simon Head from earlier today. 
All right, always a pleasure to uh, connect with our man over in the UK, Simon Head. And uh, I'm tr- Simon, I'm trying not to talk about coronavirus as as, as much as is necessary, but uh, I guess you know the things that this is doing to impact our community uh, is impossible to avoid. So how is the uh, how is the homeschooling going? This the uh, self quarantining, and uh, it, it seems like it's a little bit of chaos for all of us, right? Kind of changing up the routine. Yeah, the new normal we're still getting used to, you know. It's uh, it's it's been it's been a bit mad. I mean, we actually we actually took our, our oldest daughter Alicia, who's eight, out of school uh, a few days a few days before everything started to shut down. Um, and uh, we we sort of were going to self isolate for a week, which was the advice at the time. And then about three days in, the government here turned around and said, "Yeah, you got to self isolate for fourteen days now." So we're kind of pot committed at this point. Um, but thankfully, the fridge is full. We've got we've got a good stock of food. We've had some friends drop some stuff around as well. So it's uh, it's, it's it's been all right. It's been all right. And uh, you know, the one benefit to this, if there is a benefit to this, or, or, or well, well, the one silver lining, I suppose, is the fact that I work from home anyway. Right. So it hasn't been an enormous upheaval with regards to me not being able to commute to my place of place of work. Right. I'm working from home. I just have to do it in a slightly rowdier atmosphere than usual. But hey, <laughs> you know, this is a rowdy sport we, we, we deal with, so it's not too bad. But yeah, no, I've, I've, I've actually been off today. I've, I'm building a, a coronavirus Spotify playlist, John, right now. We've got, um, we've got I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. Uh, <laughs> Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. Um, Give me shelter by the Rolling Stones. It's all coming together nicely. I have to oh, share that. You're ridiculous, dude. You're ridiculous. Well, that's a good place to use your your fantastic ability to master puns. So that's uh that is awesome. Well, talk to me about this Cage Warriors card, man. I mean, how is this thing happening? I guess that's my first question. I mean, uh, you know, we saw what the UFC did and how you know they tried like hell to get it done, and um, you know, ultimately had to had to back away from it. But um, how how is this card happening? I know it had to move to Manchester, so it had some hurdles. But I mean, are there are there no legal, uh, I guess, roadblocks to this thing happening, or is there a possibility this thing gets pulled on the, at the last minute? Because I'll be honest, that's what I'm scared about. I'm 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 a, I'm a little worried about getting too excited to actually watch some MMA and then have it pulled from us at the last minute. Well, I mean, there's always that possibility. You know, the way this is a very fluid situation in regards to government advice and all the rest of it, but it seems to me that. I hesitate to use the word settle down, but things have slightly settled down. There's been some more definitive advice from the government here in the UK. They're advising people that they shouldn't congregate in large groups. They're still not telling people uh, that they're stopping it from happening. So we've had this weird scene from like on, on the news of uh, revelers in Liverpool celebrating Paddy's Day like it's any other Paddy's Day. It's it's been which is which is kind of kind of scary and, and mad. But um in the main everyone is it, it's just self isolation or social distancing and all the rest of it. And I think with the Cage Warriors thing, I mean I think initially they probably thought that they were ideally placed to keep something going. Um everybody who's on the card or most of the people who are on the card were already local, uh can easily get to London and uh, I think they probably saw it as an opportunity to, to to sort of almost be a little sort of shining light of positivity, give some some people something to look forward to. And also, I think from a promotional standpoint, I know I know like Dana's been getting absolutely hammered on on social media and and in the media as well for for plowing forward as best he can to try and put all these all these shows on. And of course, there is the whole. A social responsibility side of it we need to make sure that everybody is safe 
we need to make sure that we all do our bit to try and make sure that the uh, the spread of this thing is kept to an absolute minimum. From a also from a promotional standpoint, uh, you take what Graham Boylan's doing here. I think he wants to just give these guys a, a payday as well as putting on an event. So, you know, especially at this level, these aren't these aren't multi-millionaire fighters who are competing for for you know at, at the very very highest level of the sport these are guys who want to get there um they've had to dedicate the same amount of training time as any other professional fighter has um and uh, it looked as if they were gonna they were gonna miss out um i was chatting to paddy pimlet the other day and he hasn't fought in 18 months um and a lot of it is not through his own his own fault he's had i think i think he's had four fights uh, fall through over the space of the last 18 months and the last fight he had was a loss um so he's absolutely desperate to get back um this is this is worth more to him than just a fight so um you know there are people who need the money to pay their families there are people who you know they just want to they just want to keep their career going and you know and in terms of the in terms of the uh, the cage warriors show i also think that it's almost become. I hesitate to use the whole Captain Ahab situation, but like Graham is, Graham Boylan is absolutely not backing down from this whole thing. Um, it's it's the old Captain Quint and all the rest of it, you know. And it, he is he is steadfastly refusing to to sort of uh, to be beaten by this. And there's a certain there's a certain uh, there's a certain amount of uh, stubbornness involved in there, I'm sure. But he's he's trying to put this show on. Um, he was. He's rejigged the card. I don't know how many times. Even before the Corona thing kicked uh, kicked in, uh, he had fights fall through, and he's rebooked them. Um, the title fight on the card actually only came together about a week ago. Um, Mason Jones and uh, Joe McColgan were both booked to fight other other opponents in non-title fights, um, and both of their opponents, through different reasons, weren't able to make the card. Now all of a sudden they're fighting for a title, and. Uh, it's 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 a huge opportunity for the pair of them. So, but yeah, it's all a bit weird. And then obviously this week, um, everything was good to go. They were going to hold it as a regular show. Then circumstances dictated that they moved it behind closed doors because all the fighters pretty much were here. They weren't in a position where they felt the need to cancel the show like the UFC has or postpone the show rather, because most most of the people they need are already sort of in the vicinity. Um, so they could still run a behind closed door show. Then uh, I think it was Tuesday. Uh, a AG, who uh, owned the O2 Arena and operate the O2 Arena, um, declared that they were closing the O2 facility down, and that includes the Indigo, which is the smaller venue within the O2. Uh, and within an hour, uh, Boylan had been on the phone to the venue of his previous Cage Warriors show, the BEC Arena in uh, Manchester. And had managed to secure that for Friday night. So, um, I guess I guess there wasn't anything else on. So, so from an availability <laughs> standpoint, there wasn't a problem. Um, so it's just you know, are they happy to run something under certain guidelines and, and restrictions? And uh, yeah, it seems like it's going ahead. So only another government decree that outright banned um, all, all public events. But but it's not a public event now. This That's this true. is. You know, this is not a public event. This is this is effectively a private event, um, and um, you know, I think they're trying to operate it as as res as responsibly as they can. I know they had the weigh-ins today. Yeah, and uh, well, that's, you know, that 
that, that was held under different circumstances as well. Yeah, so I want to talk about that because, and, and I do want to talk about the fights themselves in a minute, but I mean, obviously there is kind of bigger issues at play. I mean, I think there's definitely been some similarities between the way Graham Boylan has been handling this Cage Warriors card and the way Dana White was trying trying to handle the UFC events, at least, before finally you know having to give in and cancel it. And I think almost in some ways they do take it as a little bit of a personal challenge almost. Like, it's, it almost becomes like, you're not going to stop me. You know, you're not going to tell me I can't do this. But th- there is a big bright side as well. Like you said, getting these fighters paid. I mean, everybody I see, you know, the media and social media as well going crazy. Like, hey, what about these fighters? you got to pay them. And, yeah, man, you know that's not going to happen. I mean, I hate to say it. It, it, it would be nice, but it's not going to happen. The only way it's going to happen is if they fight. And I do feel like, you know, I understand the criticism and, and I understand the concern, but I do feel like there's something to be said for um, for finding a way to do it because as you said we want to get these fighters paid and here's the other thing I mean when we get done with this you know two weeks or this 30 days or whatever it is um, a big, a, a potentially longer I'm hearing a lot of people saying that they think this 30 days is just a start at least that's what we're doing over here in the states uh, in, in Nevada um, it, it, you know is that it's not like the coronavirus is just going to be gone at that point I mean it sounds like we're still a year away from having a, a vaccine for it and you know as you mentioned you said it off the top the new normal I mean there, there's going to be changes I think to uh, to society in a lot of ways and definitely in sport and I feel like there's something to be said for trying to find a way to operate in these times you know and 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 yeah, you want you know the the weigh-ins were, were today, and as you said, they did it in a different way, and you, maybe you can touch on that. But um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like you know the criticism that's that's being levied on both the UFC and, and and Cage Warriors to a smaller degree. I understand it, but I think there's something to be said for them trying to soldier on because just you know self-isolating, self-quarantine, great. But guess what? At the end of 30 days, if we haven't made changes in policies, if we haven't figured out how to safely compete and, and do things. Then, 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 the, then, the, then we have to self quarantine for a year, you know. And I, I don't know. I kind of applaud them for saying, "Hey, here, you know, here's what we did at the weigh-ins. Here's what we're going to do at the fights. Here's how we're going to change things moving forward." Because otherwise, we never get to move forward. And I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm, you know, naive sometimes about things, but I, I tend to see positives in, in them, them trying to do things. Yeah, I mean, the way I, the, the way I see this, you know, obviously, you and you and I, and I'm sure loads of people listening to this have families right and you know we you know we've got kids and we've got we've got older family members as well so looking after the entire the you know the full gamut of this it's not just about how we as individuals are doing it's about the people we come into contact with um and you know there are there you know there are people who are who are more more vulnerable than others and if you're talking about sport and the potential for contracting something catching something from another person MMA is, you could argue, right at the top of the list because of the the sheer amount of of close proximity contact that you get in the sport, as opposed to almost any other sport you can think of. Maybe only, maybe only wrestling, but probably not even wrestling because at least you know they they are more more clothed, if you like, than than, right. than they are in mixed martial arts. But I mean, in you know, passing it, it's it's all from it's all from. Uh, uh breathe there isn't it and uh yeah i mean it's close proximity stuff so i think all i think without without the ability to test the fighters for not just for symptoms but for the actual for the actual virus i know cage warriors are testing for symptoms which is which is fine um but you can be asymptomatic for about five days before you know before you realize you've got this thing so um that that's that's the gray area that's where it gets a bit tricky but if if the fighters can be tested and you know that the fighters are going in there and they're both 
they're both clear and everything's okay with them and the people who they're coming into contact with are also tested and the number of people involved in producing the show is stripped right down to a minimum then it becomes a little bit more controllable but you've still got the process involved in testing all these people and i know just testing for the thing takes about a week to get your results back i think so it's you know depending on depending on the whereabouts in the world you are so it's tricky um and of all sports i would say mma probably has it harder than most um so the fact that this is going ahead is slightly surprising um don't <laughs> I don't mean, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I am. I'm. I'm very excited for the fact that we're going to see some live fights on on Friday yeah. night. Um, but I wouldn't want that to be uh, to the detriment of, of something further down the line. You know what I mean? Sure. So I think we all need to be. We all need to be a little bit responsible about it and think about it really carefully when when it comes to opening up the schedule again in two weeks, six weeks, twelve weeks, three months, whatever it is, because there's not just gonna be a wake up in the morning and everything's hunky dory again. So Yeah, no, I think you know, I think it's gonna be a long time before we have crowds. I guess I just think I think about the positives of MMA, like the fact that it can be you know, you don't need a lot of people to do it. So I think we can keep it to small gatherings, you know, behind closed doors. You know, as you said, they made changes to the weigh ins as my understanding is they kind of staggered the weigh in so that, you know, it, yeah. not everybody was in the room at the same time. You know, they limited it to just uh, you know one corner. I guess the thing I I see that's positive is that, um, you know, it's not like a sport where you compete every night or every week or, you know, you know, like if you look at soccer or football, obviously, as it would be called everywhere else in the world, um, you know, once a week or twice a week, depending on what kind of, you know, tournament structure you're in at that time, uh, you know, baseball, basketball here in the States, I mean, multiple times a week here. I mean, you're competing once every three months if you're if you're lucky. So it does seem like it, at worst, I mean, again, maybe I'm being naive here, but at worst, maybe you could compete and, and, and then, you know, in a small area and then go self-quarantine for two weeks after that, right? I mean, because we're, as you said, I mean, I don't think many people are worried about the athletes competing. I mean, they're so fit. It seems that this is really affecting people that are, that are older or have underlying respiratory conditions, which, I mean, doesn't define the, 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 the mixed martial arts competitors at all. So I just wonder if, you know, hopefully our sport is set up in a way that maybe we can get back up and running, you know, a little bit quicker than some of these other leagues, other leagues do. So uh, anyway, I, Enough of that. I, you know what? I'm I'm excited. There's MMA too. I did I did notice one thing, and I don't know if this is the norm, but there are, there are pretty freely available betting lines for every single fight on this card. So with it being the only live sport on the planet, pretty much right now, uh, if you're into that thing, you, you might want to tune in because you can actually bet on, on everything. But um, I, I wanted to ask you first. Let's talk about the kind of the, the UFC fight, if you will. Uh, Bartos Fabinski and Darren Stewart are going at it. Of course, Darren Stewart was supposed to face Marvin Vittori. Bartos Favinsky had Shavkat Rachmanov. Uh, they, they end up putting this thing together on a week's notice. Um, I got to think Stewart is the favorite here. Um, wh- what do you think about the matchup? I mean, is this, uh, it, does, does one guy favor another over you know, such a, a fight arranged on, on such short time? Does, does that change anything? Or, or do you feel like you know, this is Darren Stewart's fight to lose? G- g- give me your thoughts on it. Well, I mean, I assume, that, I assume they were both in the country anyway and that Bartos hasn't had to change any weird travel plans i mean literally they've had to just go 220 miles up the road uh in, a, in, a, in an uber or, or something just to get to manchester for fight night so i don't see there being a, a major issue on that front um i mean darren's on home soil here he, he's fought for cage warriors before he's a former cage warriors guy as well so he's he's going to be very familiar with the surroundings he's going to be very familiar with the whole you know uh the setup in terms of you know, the people around the cage and, you know, the feel of being in that smaller cage. It'll be a slightly smaller cage, I think, the cage warrior's cage. Um, 
Bartosz Wabinski is one of those guys. He's just big, strong, and tough. Um, and uh, I think Darren Stewart, if, if he wants to get himself a, a highlight reel knockout, this could be the sort of fight where he could get it because I think Bartos is just going to come straight at him. Um, Stewart, Stewart's improving his wrestling. He's, he's noticeably improved his wrestling over his last couple of fights. Um, but his bread and butter is his striking, and he's got really good hands. So, um, and I, I would expect him to be really keen to put on a show this weekend. Uh, as I say, fighting for his for his former for his former promoter. Um, I think Graham Bullen might be his manager actually. As oh wow! Well. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think I think Graham might be his manager. So um, so uh, that's probably one reason why they managed to get him on the card so easily. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would imagine I would imagine that uh, Darren would be the betting favourite. I haven't seen the odds going into this. They both made weight with ease. With ease, like, like I don't know whether I, I, I'm, I'm looking at some of these weights and I'm wondering whether the scales would dial back a pound uh, or two. Look, I saw the same yeah, thing. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen the video, but just for the record, yeah, Darren Stewart came in at 182.9. Fabinski was 181.5, and it kind of goes down. I mean, the, the lightweight title fight, Mason Jones was 151.9. Joe McColgan was 153.2. Uh, Patty Pimlet was 152.5. Decky Dalton was 153.2. I, mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if maybe somebody was worried about social distancing themselves from the scale and they couldn't read it properly or or what was going on because it does it did seem like maybe it was dialed back just a pound or two it's the same for everybody and no one there's no egregious differences in weight there which is good yeah so um you know if if they if they were using some some shonky kitchen scale uh or bathroom scale rather than uh, rather than the usual the usual thing i don't know but um you know it looks as if everybody everybody well certainly everybody made weight officially everybody is within you know the appropriate uh, poundage of each other. There's certainly no, <laughs> no. Uh, there's no obvious ones where someone's come in sort of a pound over and someone's at like five or six pounds under. So everything looks good from that point of view. But yeah, everyone, everyone's on weight. We haven't lost any more fights. Um, that, that, would, we, that would be. Un- we did lose some in in the week. I so. was going to say that would be unacceptable. Talk to me about uh, Mason Jones. As you said, the vacant lightweight title there. He is uh, the biggest favorite on the card that I've been able to see. Uh, undefeated Welshman, you know, wants to join that kind of growing rank of of the Welsh in the UFC. Um, but like I said, undefeated, fighting for the title. We know that a Cage Warriors title um, is is a good path to the UFC. Um, tell me about Mason Jones. Is is he UFC ready? I think if he can get himself a good win here, I think I think there's a strong argument that he is. I mean, he's still pretty young. Uh, he's competed for Cage Warriors throughout his entire career, um, and uh, he's been in there with some some solid opposition. He hasn't fought anyone with what you would call like a real a really strong name. I think McColgan is a is a very respected guy over here, um, and someone who's always on the fringes of being sort of championship championship potential um so a good strong win over him will certainly will certainly put him in the mix um he's very well rounded he's mason he's got a very strong judo base uh, he used to compete uh, in judo to a high level when he was younger uh, he's now transitioned to mixed martial arts he's got good hands um i don't know if you saw any of the uh, any of the pad work that was being shared via the cage warriors account this week he's got some He's got some uh, some nifty spinning stuff in the bank if he needs it. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing him seeing him get in there. He's 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 quite happy to go the distance. He actually told me I spoke to him this week, and he's absolutely buzzing for this fight. He was already preparing for five rounds, even though the fight he was originally due to have against Danilo Beloado was going to be a three rounder. He's already started training for three rounds because he firmly believed that once he got past uh, Beloado. He was going to fight for the title in Cardiff 
in June when Cage Warriors were due to go there. So as far as he was concerned, this has just come one event early for him. Uh, and this fight camp that he's just had was basically to prepare him for training for five rounds. So he's done a five-round fight camp for this. So five rounds should be no problem for him. Uh, Joe McColgan, he he was in one of the one of the best fights of the year last year. Uh, it, I think it was Cage Warriors fight of the year. It was a draw uh, back at, uh, where are we? I can't remember wh- which event it was. Cage Warriors Unplugged 2. I was there. Uh, Mehdi Ben Lakdar. Um, and uh, it, it, they, they fought to a draw and it was an absolute cracker of a fight. You'll be able to, you'll be able to find that on Fight Pass. That Cage Warriors Unplugged 2 event, well worth a watch. Um, and uh, he fought to a majority, a majority draw. Um, and he's since gone back and won since then. Um, I think Mason Jones is, a, is, is the justified favourite for this. And I think if he can get himself a stoppage within within the first three rounds, I would imagine he, he'd, he'd have a strong case to call for a shot in the UFC. Failing that, another strong title defence against a big name, maybe a Paddy Pimblett, for example. If Paddy gets a win this weekend, Mason gets a win this weekend, it could be Mason Jones, Paddy Pimblett. Um and uh, I think whoever won that would certainly be in a great spot to get themselves a call-up for the UFC later in the year. Assuming it all goes back to normal, of course. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're going to operate under those assumptions. Let's get the fingers crossed, yeah. man. Knock on wood. Talk to me about Paddy Pimblett, man. As you said, uh, you know, a, a long layoffs, not necessarily of his own doing. Um, I mean, this is a guy that was that was all the rage, right? I mean, this was kind of the, the Cage Warriors poster boy for a little bit, and, and, and I think everybody was excited about you know him making his way to the UFC, and that that hasn't happened. So, um, I, I mean, are, are people over you know over there still high on Paddy Pimblett and, and think he's you know a talent, or, or is the the opinion kind of changing on him? I think things have changed in regard to his career trajectory has taken a little bit of a different turn. He was a he was a featherweight and was doing very well at featherweight, won the title, uh, was on a great run of form, and then got well and truly dominated by Nad Naramani, um, who's now in the UFC, of course. Um, that was that was back in 2017, and, and it was a, it was a it was a almost a bit of a wake up call, I think. Naramani really dominated that fight from start to finish, got a unanimous decision win, and it was sort of back to the drawing board really after that. And um, what's happened since then is. Uh, Paddy, who is is quite a tall, rangy featherweight, uh, I think he probably found it quite hard to do the weight cut and make it to 145. Moved up to lightweight, which I think is definitely better for him. Um, but then he picked up a win on his on his lightweight debut. Then fought Soren back for the uh, for the lightweight belt and was beaten again. But that was a great fight. That was a back and forth fight. He could easily have won that fight by submission. He had Soren back in a in a rear naked choke and. To this day, I don't know how Soren got through that. But then he turned around and managed to win the fight by decision. Um, and that was the last time we saw Paddy Pimblett inside the cage. That was September the 1st, 2018. Um, and after losing a fight that probably he thought he was going to win, he's had 18 months of absolute frustration and disappointment and God knows what else. He was due to, he was due to face Donovan Desme. That fell through. Joe Giannetti former tough competitor, stepped in, uh, failed to make weight, missed by quite a bit, um, and there was an awful lot of um, bad feeling around that. Um, Paddy is adamant that, that Joe missed weight deliberately and didn't really make any attempt to, to hit weight and said he was eating food as soon as he got off the scale. Um, so there was a lot of, there's still a lot of bad blood between those two over that. So that fight, which was due to happen 
at the end of last year. That didn't happen. So that was one one uh, event he's missed out on, but obviously two opponents. Then this time round, he's supposed to face Donovan Desmay again, Belgian contender. Um, and uh, Desmay pulled out. David Martinez from Italy was then drafted in. Uh, Corona meant that he couldn't he couldn't get over um, from Italy to the UK. There was a complete shutdown in Italy, who are, who are suffering with it a lot worse than most of the rest of the world at the moment. Um, so he couldn't get anywhere. So he was off the card. Uh, so Cage Warriors uh, matchmaker Ian Dean put the phones out and uh, Decky Dalton um, from uh, he, fight, he fights out of Northern Ireland. Uh, he's been in and around the UK and Irish scene for years, um, and uh, he's he's a he's a solid operator. And uh, he he actually fought uh, weekend before last um, in 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 Ireland and won, um, and uh, said, "Yeah, I'll take the fight on a week's notice." So he's stepping in, and he's going to fight Paddy now. But for Paddy, he just wants to get in there and fight. He's absolutely desperate to get in there and fight. He's had eighteen months of not being able to earn a fighter's pay packet, 18 months of not being able to um, bounce back into the win column, 18 months of being just frustrated at being being out of the loop while Cage Warriors is still rolling on and, and, and putting on good shows. Paddy's been on the sidelines and not been able to, to get himself in there. So um, the f- and then when all of the uncertainty hit uh, this week, he was just like, here we go again, you know, I asked. I think the first question I asked him was, you know, do you feel like you, you know, you're jinxed or anything? Because <laughs> it seems like it seems like you're destined to not fight, right? And he was like, and his answer was something like, "Effing, tell me about it" or something <laughs> like that. So um, he was, he was, yeah, he was. I, he's very grateful for Decky Dalton uh, stepping in on such short notice. He actually thinks that Dalton will come in in pretty good shape, given that he's just fought. I think Dalton won in the first round by submission, so. Um, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be too badly damaged, and he should be in in pretty good nick. Um, obviously, Paddy's had his full fight camp, but uh, Pimlet is absolutely desperate to put on a show. I said to him, "You normally feed off the crowd at these events. You know, you you're, you you bring the party, you bring the atmosphere." Um, and uh, he, he bounces down the walkway to uh, Basement Jacks every time he uh, every time he fights. And uh, I said, Are "You still going to do this? Because there's going to be no one there." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing it." <laughs> oh, that'll be a sight. So he's still going to do it. He said, uh, he, I, actually, I didn't include this bit in the, uh, in the interview feature that went on, on, uh, on the junkie website, but he was telling me about, about the song. And he said, he, whenever that song comes on, his heart rate goes up. He starts working harder when he's in the gym. Um, and he's, yeah, he wears a heart rate monitor when he works out and he goes back and looks at it and he's a crikey. That's when, that's when the old basement Jack song comes on. And that's he, funny. He, but, um, but yeah, no, he, he's, He's absolutely desperate to get back, and he's still he's still more than capable of earning himself a place in the UFC. The one thing he doesn't have, and it's the worst thing to be missing for a fighter, is momentum. Mm-hmm. He has none whatsoever. He he just wants to get the get the car started again and and uh, get get moving. Yeah, no question about it, man. It's going to be a big moment for him. Um, yeah, I should say, by the way, you've got a couple of real nice previews up on MMA Junkie, so if anybody wants a little bit of written word to go along with this, since we're all focused on uh, on one fight card in particular, go check that out, MMA Junkie. Um, what, what, anything else? I mean, you know, I know, as you said, man, this card was, uh, you know, put together multiple times over, man, and, and kudos to the team there for getting it done and giving us some MMA to watch. Um, you know, nobody stands out to me on the prelims as any kind of blue chip prospect that I, that, you know, that I'm, 
that I that I feel like everybody can't miss out on right now. But am I, am I overlooking any names, or are there any just good stories? I mean, uh, things that you know, uh, personalities, anything on on the prelims, or whether it be that uh, David Bear Nathan Jones fight. I mean, uh, what what else can we try try to get excited about, or at least tune into with some attention? Well, you just mentioned the fight. I was gonna I was gonna th- uh, bring up actually Nathan Jones. Uh, got one of the better nicknames in the UK MMA, Mr. Bag and Tag, he calls himself. And uh, he he was the Bama champion for a while. Um, and uh, he he's sort of hit hard times, lost a couple of fights, uh, joined, joined Cage Warriors, challenged for the title, lost. This is at 170. Um, but he's since bounced back. He's got two really good wins. He beat Brad Wheeler, who... I'm just trying to give you sort of an example. Brad Wheeler is is probably like the Diego Sanchez of Cage Warriors. He's the sort of the omnipresent guy who will get in there and have an absolute tear up with anybody. Um, and uh, Nathan Jones went in there and beat him. Uh, and he's gone in there and he's picked up another win since then with a, a, a quick fire submission. On his day, he's he's very very good. Um, and um, he's probably in the veteran stage of his career right now. The uh, the welterweight title right now is vacant. Um, so, with uh, Ross Houston uh, departing, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see to see what happens next in the welterweight division. And a good win for Nathan Jones would certainly put him in there. And um, yeah, I mean the rest of the card. I think I think just looking down, uh, where are we? Where are we? Let's have a look. Lewis Monarch versus Kingsley Crawford could be an entertaining one. Both of those guys always always bring the action. Two very uh, well, I mean, Kingsley Crawford feels like he's been around for ages, but he's only got six fights on his record. It feels like I've been watching him for ages. <laughs> but uh, him and Lewis Monarch, that should be a that should be a decent one. Um, Darren O'Gorman is a, is, a, is a regular on Cage Warriors, as is Connor Hignett. That should be a decent one as well. And uh, Adam Amrasinger further down a card at flyweight. Um, he's one of those who he gives gl- he gives sort of glimpses of, of of real sort of excellence, and then. He's dropped a couple of losses, but he he's someone who, if he can string a few wins together, people might start getting excited about him. I like the look of him at 125 pounds. But as you say, most of these guys, um, they're really looking to sort of make their name and build their way up. It's it's the guys at the sharp end of the card, really. Um, you know, the Paddy Pimlet, Decky Dalton fight. Obviously, you've got the championship fight with Mason Jones and uh, Joe McColgan. And then you've got the UFC fight between Darren Stewart and Bartosz Fabinski at the top of the card. Here's a question. What gloves are they going to wear? I'm kind of curious about that as well. I was going to try to reach out today. Like, I mean, it would be kind of cool if they wore the UFC gear if it's a UFC fight. And do, yeah. do, we, do we count this as a UFC fight on their records moving forward? I mean, this is a – it's not a UFC fight, right? It's a Cage Warriors fight. I mean, I guess if they put the UFC gloves on, I mean, maybe that helps. But at the end of the day, this is a Cage Warriors fight. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's been – like even on the Cage Warriors press releases and stuff, it's been, it's been billed as a UFC fight. So – um, I don't know how it works, whether they're just on loan to Cage Warriors for an evening or whether this is this is a, a UFC a UFC fight. It just happens to be held on a uh, on a Cage Warriors this is card. This going to screw up every database in forever, dude. You know what I mean? Because like, we're going to have to remember yeah. these two guys for as long as they fight when we're putting their records together. Like, I mean, li- li- listen, I know that's some severe like first world problem shit to be talking about, but... <laughs> But I mean, like, we're always going to have to remember that they have that one extra, you know, win or loss on their record. It's going to be it's going to be the ultimate pub quiz question, isn't it? The yeah. Old, uh, the, old, the old bar trivia. So, you know, which which who 
which two fighters competed in a UFC fight that wasn't on a UFC card? That's so and, funny. Yeah. It is. That'll be a great trivia question. Cool. All right, man. Well, we usually don't spend this much time on Cage Warriors, but come on, man. It's the only live MMA we got, so I felt like it deserved a little bit of a deep dive. And uh, listen, I have uh, committed to the, the fine supporters at, at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow to, uh, to bring them a uh, and a half episode every time there's a major uh, card. And with it being the only card, I think it qualifies as a major card. So uh, if you're up for it, maybe i touch base with you again uh, after the fight and we, and we talk about what we saw. Oh yeah, no, no doubt about it. We're gonna, you know, we've got to do, uh, we've got to do some post-fight stuff as well. Yes, sir, brother. All right, man. Well, always a pleasure. And uh, hey, at least we get to watch some live MMA. Damn right. All right, as always, good stuff from uh, our man Simon Head. Great preview from uh, from him. And, uh, you know, like we touched on a little bit. I do think that MMA is in a position to get back to action quicker than other sports are, man. Just the way our, our, our system is set up, you know, we, we're going to have to make some changes. Um, but I do think, as we talked about earlier, you know, I, I, I you know, behind behind closed doors probably for a while. Yeah, no question about it. But fingers crossed, man, I think we're in a position to, to get back operationally faster than most sports are so uh listen by the way i should say if you like what you're hearing do us a favor if you're listening uh on uh podcast apple Podcasts, or wherever you're hearing uh make sure you you take a second and uh, log in and please be subscribed to us of course and if you can take a second to rate us maybe even leave us a review that would be fantastic all that stuff helps us grow the show um but if you if you really want to take things to the next level those are the people we really really appreciate taking it over to patreon.com slash the mma roadshow uh sign up there for as little as three dollars a month you can get all of the content that we have over there including exclusive and a half episodes that we're doing after every major show Granted, there are less major shows as of right now, but I am going to promise to find a way to still get some content going over there. Uh, we will have an and a half after Cage Warriors because, it, as we said, uh, it's look it, it's if it's the fun. only show, it's a major show. Yeah, that's so true. so <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely have one there. Uh, and, and like I said, I've got some ideas for some other things that, that we're going to do. So uh, even though we don't have big events on the on the uh, schedule right now, don't hesitate to uh, to sign up. As I said, for just as little as three dollars a month, you get con- uh, all of our content over there. There's also a couple of other levels you can sign up as well for five dollars a month. We'll make sure and, and give you an open line to us. Uh, any questions that you have, we'll make sure and address it uh, on the episode. And of course, the uh, the ten dollar a month, you get a handy. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> those are the those are the stars. Those They're are the ones we say at that point. You're basically the boss. You tell us what to do. Uh, once we're actually back out on the road and talking to fires, or even little phoners, if you got questions that you want to ask somebody over the phone, we'll make sure we do that. So uh, basically, we're uh, we're at your beck and call at that at that. But uh, look for those of us that continue to uh, to sign up. We appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. And there's a couple new members, uh, and he's probably gonna. Um, be upset because we're going to butcher it, but we are trying to figure out how we best said. But we, I'm going with Evan. Evan, I like it. It's yeah, it's it's an interesting e- spell. It's E Y V I N D. You know, maybe e- it's Evan. I like it. I, or Ivan. I, I don't know. It's Evan or Ivan. Either way. Either way. Welcome to the Thank family. You, sir. Thank you, sir. And, and then also uh, South Cox. Big shout out to South Cox. Big shot. Oh, big South Cox. <laughs> another another big big fan. We're big big fan of. 
cocks himself. Oh man! Um, another you, that's another that's another stage name sounding person. Like South we had Cox. like our Lou Velvet. He probably hangs out with Lou Velvet. South Cox hangs Lou out with Lou Velvet. South Cox, man. You know they just be tearing up the nightclubs. Just not in Vegas because they're all closed <laughs> down right now. But uh, thank you all uh, for for coming on board, and thank you for that uh, for all of you that. Uh, have been on there uh, for a while. We definitely do appreciate it. Trying to do better over there, and we're we're definitely building a community over there. And uh, yeah, we we've had it for a while, but we really haven't spent a lot of time out. We're focusing on it now. And Evan and, really and uh, South John apologize. He hasn't sent you a message yet. He normally he normally hits every bit, but uh, those shit, will be coming. Stuff's been a little bit crazy. It's been a little hectic this week. <laughs> I would definitely be reaching still, out to you both will of still you. Still get your little uh, what's up. Uh, listen, talk about the schedule. You know, it does sound like uh, UFC 249. I mean, the UFC is definitely not happening in Brooklyn. I mean, that was clear that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, but they're still trying to make it happen right now. Uh, sounds like maybe uh, Dubai. I mean, that seems to be the prevailing uh, rumor behind the scenes. Nothing decided as of yet, I've been told. But, uh, of course, you know, they definitely have the support of the governments over there with the UAE. I think that sounds like a, a, a real possibility. Uh, but I thought it would be interesting to reach out to somebody that was on UFC 249 and kind of find out how they were dealing with things because everything's up in the air, but they can't stop preparing for anything. Uh, so I reached out to Sajara Eubanks and uh, talked to her about what it's like right now preparing but not being sure. And uh, it was funny. It was, it was a little bit hectic. We were trying to hook up for a little bit. We kept missing. She was actually in the middle of, of trying to get uh, – she was at the eye doctor. So she was trying to see a doctor, and uh, she kept getting delayed. So we kept missing each other for a little bit. Um, which I found interesting that she was at the eye doctor because this was you know this week when everything's kind of shutting down. Uh, so I thought I was even happier that I was that I was getting to talk to her because I want to find out what the hell she was doing there. So after we missed uh, each other a couple times, here's what Sajara had to say. Hello. Hey, Sajara. Hey, John. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I do apologize for the delay. I hate being late for stuff. No, no, no worries. So, <laughs> it sounded like it was kind of out of your control anyway. It kind of was, but as is everything right now. So. <laughs> Fair point there. Fair <laughs> point. So, uh, were you were you getting medicals done? Is that what you're doing? Heck yeah, I'm getting medicals done, and they were like, "Come on, get them done now." So I was like, "All right, must be something good if I got to get my eyes examined." So <laughs> that's great. I was I was going to ask, was there? I mean, are you trying to like cram it all in now? Because normally you'd probably do it a little closer, right? Were you just trying to cram it all in in case stuff gets worse, basically? Yep, basically, pretty much. I usually don't do any of my medical until, like, a week out. And with everything going on and rumors that, you know, this fight's going to be out the country, maybe, I was like, come on, let's get these let's get these medicals out the way. And it's an eye doctor, too, so they're closing left and right. So uh, I was, like, three different eye doctors today if I could find somebody to take me. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So I guess let me ask yeah. you then. It's it, Like you said, it's just uncertain times, man. So h- how are you holding up right now, just kind of not knowing what's going on? Um, holding up good. Uh, honestly, it's it's been a little bit of, of motivation, a little bit, like everything's shutting down, and just to know that the UFC and, and Dana White and Khabib are still trying to make this fight happen is um, keeping me motivated. Fighters are used to kind of things not going their way, I think. Uh, I think it's part of the game to sort of roll with the punches. So I think I'm a little equipped. We're all kind of a little equipped for things to not go exactly as planned, so um it's nothing else to do but train as often as possible and keep keep waiting to see and hear where we're going to be at that's funny i was going to ask you about training so you said train as much as possible i mean are you backing off at all or just are you just just keeping it normal flow what's what's the plan normal flow they closed this so the only day that got thrown off was uh yesterday because they they closed the gym on monday night so i was at the gym like as late as possible until literally i was like all right 
there's a there was a curfew in Jersey for eight PM. Oh wow. So I stayed in the gym till like seven forty five. So <laughs> um and then on Tuesday it was just all the all the kind of gyms were kinda of nervous about opening up. So we just started to put together um some private sessions and just keep in the training with as few people as possible. So we're back on track today. Um yeah, just still get my twice a day, so I can't pull back at all. You know, we still got four weeks of camp, so got to keep it going. I dig it. You said uh, you're as few people as possible. That obviously makes sense. Are, are you taking any other special cares or concerns? I mean, is everybody, you know, taking like different precautions or just washing their hands more? Or what, what's what, what's the general consensus there among everybody? Uh, I'm cracking up because I, I felt like I washed my hands quite a bit before, but <laughs> I guess. <laughs> No, no, honestly, I'm just rolling, man. I, that's always how I've been when it comes to this kind of thing is I like to think I'm invincible. So, yeah, I just keep drinking my water, keep sweating, and, and not, honestly, not much has changed. My mom keeps fussing at me because I won't wear a mask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just refuse. Um, I, I, I started to wear a mask until the eye doctor today, and I was like, nah, bro. I'm, I think it's kind of. When it comes to this kind of thing, like, obviously, any sickness or any virus or whatever you have to be careful of. But I'm a big believer in, like, the mindset and the mentality and, and placebo effects. So I was like, I just won't believe it. And so <laughs> if I believe I'm invincible, then here we go. I dig it. I rolling dig it. Like that. Well, let's talk about the fighting. <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, all this stuff is distracting. But, you know, your last fight, I know not the result you wanted. Um, you know, Aspen Ladd is one thing. Betch Cohea is, you know, not quite as top of a contender. So I'm just curious kind of, I mean, what lessons you took out of there? I mean, what, what what could you take out of there that you could build on? Um, The biggest thing I built off of that Betch Cohea fight is, like, when I'm when I'm fighting at my best, when, when I'm the best stars I can be, like, the fights are exciting. Like, like. All 15 minutes of the Aspen Lab fight was exciting, in my opinion. And when it came to the Betch Cadea fight, I felt like I, I bought it the first five minutes. And then, like, I really can't figure out exactly what happened in my mind throughout the rest of the fight. But I just wasn't bringing it anymore. I just wasn't um, bringing the pressure. I just wasn't um, firing back like I know I can. And so that was just the biggest thing is, is staying aggressive and, and staying true to myself for the entire 15 to 25 minutes that I'm going to be in the cage. Um, so a big focus went into not just my overall cardio, but specifically my grappling and wrestling cardio as well, because I want to be able to bring like that high level, exciting fight from bell to bell. And I just don't, don't think I did that with Betch. And so we're going to make sure we, we fix that coming into April 18th. Yeah, no question that you got matched up with Sarah Morris. Uh, she's kind of had some ups and downs too, right? She's had some good results and she's had some setbacks. So what'd you think? I mean, did you know much about her? Had, had, had you watched her fights? What'd you think of the matchup? Yeah, I've heard about her. I've seen her on the Ultimate Fighter. I thought the matchup was great. Um, I'm not picky about my matchups anyway. Usually, whoever they give me, I'm like, sure. I don't. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, I put the trust in Ali and, and my cornermen as far as who they think is best for me. So, uh, as soon as they said Sarah, sure. I didn't have to look her up. I heard her name, and and I said yes to fight. So that's just kind of what happened. Um, I looked her up a little bit. Um, I do a little bit of film study. I'm not the greatest film study person. Mark is the main guy. He does all of the intensive uh, film study for me. I kind of like to just work on where I think I can improve the best. And then he sort of lets me know what combinations he think are going to work the best. And that's how we roll. How did, I mean, what do you feel like? It seems like, this, it seems like there's just some really, like, people are moving there now, man. It seems like that's a, it's a it's a good place to be. What's the vibe like out there? 
it's hard work, and that's what it is. It's hard work, and it's a team environment, and I think that's kind of what's different. MMA is a very individualized sport, but what I love about being out here in Jersey is it's very team-oriented. You see guys, like, you know, you see, especially, like, you know how the guys are. If one guy's got to fight, another guy doesn't, everybody comes to spar. Everybody comes to help each other out. Iron sharpens iron. And then you're surrounded by just some hard nose, like, humble guys, like Frankie Edgar, Eddie Alvarez. Um, you got some of the Russians coming in now, and those guys work hard as hell. They don't speak much, but uh, they, they know how to work hard. So, <laughs> it's just, and then, of course, all the ladies. Now we've got Caitlin, we've got Claudia Gaudea, we've got some um, some other pro and Andy ladies coming up behind us. And, and we're just all um, just trying to be the best. And, and I think that's what really matters is I think we all care about each other in different kind of ways. And I don't know what it's like to be on other teams or from the outside looking in. I don't think you have that kind of team factor in other teams that you do with us in Jersey. Yeah. You know, you talk about family. I saw that you, you posted a pic of your baby the other day. Uh, what, what what was the point? You, were you kind of saying you, you needed to step away for a little bit to spend time with family? Was that kind of what that was about? Yeah. So so my, my daughter is always like, she lives closer to the city with her mom. And I'm always doing my camps in South Jersey. So I'm always like an hour, hour and a half from her. And, and usually, you know, I'm spoiled. Like, you know, kids, kids are kids. They, they wake you up early. They're covered in germs. They want your <laughs> full-blown attention. You gotta, like, she's always, like, giving me snacks. She, like, she's, I love that she shares, but I'm like, I cannot have your cookie right now, please. So <laughs> I kind of try to, <laughs> I try to get away the closer I get to camp. Um, but, you know, the way things have been going, I was like, you know, just screw it. I'm just going to spend as much time with her as possible. I'm not super, super close to weight cutting, so... If she, you know, she get, if I take a bite of her cookie, it won't be the end of the world. And, and it's just been, I feel bad. She's kind of in between school and, and babysitting right now. She's old enough to start school, but we haven't been able to roll her because of the virus. So I felt like she's been at home, but like, you know, with just her mom. So I was like, let me spend a little bit more time with her, take her to the park. Um, just be a little bit more interactive during camp. We're usually in camp. I just kind of disappear. Yeah. So I was just a little bit different this camp because I was much more involved with her throughout the camp versus usually it's like okay mama's gone for, for four weeks eight weeks we'll see you later now this time I, I wanted to keep the connection throughout the camp is that tougher is, is it good I'm, I'm a dad myself man, and I know like you said the kind of attention they deserve and how much you love them I mean is is is, is the is, is she's getting older is it harder to to pull yourself away because I know as a fighter man you you got to be kind of selfish right I mean it takes a lot of sacrifice yeah, you definitely gotta be selfish in this game, and it is it is harder because she's so articulate and she can she's so good at expressing like specifically. She's like, no, I want to go with you, and she knows like when I'm grabbing my bag, she's like, are you going to go fight fight? And like most of the time, she knows like, okay, I'll see you tonight before bed, and then she'll know when I've been gone a while. Like she'll Facetime me and be like, I want to go with you. I want you to come home. Like I want to go. <laughs> it does get harder because. She's so it's so much more aware of my absence when I'm not there. Yeah. So it is it is tough, but in the long run, I know that if I do what I'm supposed to do and I and I handle my career properly, um, then it'll be better set up for her in the long run anyway. But it's tough. It's tough. I get it. How old is she now? She'll be three in April. She'll be three. Time uh, flies. Real soon. Time flies. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she was just a little like she was like what a couple of months old when I was on Ultimate Fighter. So. That's it. She should be useful, it, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- so talk to me. Talk to me. The, the goal here. I mean, I know you've had a couple setbacks, and I mean, your whole career has been just so, so you know ups and downs. I feel like in such a short period of time, it's been such a roller coaster, right? So, 
What, what's the goal here? I mean, you're, you're still very relevant in the division, but I, I know you want to get wins. I mean, is it just just to get back on track? Is it to prove a point to people? I mean, what is what is the goal here? The goal is to prove my point to me. Like it's always my the goal's always been to prove. Like I don't really go out to prove anything to people per se, um, but especially with everything that's going on with the coronavirus. Even before it, it turned into a pandemic and it was just kind of me in the fight, the goal has been to prove like. Look, I'm here, and I'm and I'm of course to be reckoned with, and that's just that's just all it is. I'm here to fight, and that was one of my big things coming into this fight. Like, look, I just want to fight frequently. I, I have had an up and down career, but I also feel like I've had big gaps between fights, and I feel like that kind of didn't help me get sort of a footing. Like, you know, if I take two two losses in the span of, you know, nine months, okay, but I, it took me a full year to get two fights in, and you know, I'm coming into my fifth fight in two years in the UFC, so there's a little bit of a, of a gap for me in, in how frequently I'd like to fight. So I'm hoping, for one, I put on an exciting enough show that they turn around and book me back again right away. So the main goal is to get experience. Like, if you look at my overall career, I'm not really that far in. I think I, if you count the Ultimate Fighter, I've only got, like, 11 fights. Most people don't count that, so I've got even less. And if you look at a lot of other pros, you look at Amanda Nunes, um, you, you look at some of the other top girls in the division, even Valentina, those kind of ladies have 20-something fights before they get to the top five of their division. You know, I'm, t- I'm fighting top 10, and I'm like four fights in. So um, the goal, is, to, the goal is, to, is the frequency, honestly, and I feel like with the frequency, I can get a better sort of hang of my career, and I feel like I can start to build some momentum, and I feel like I can start to really turn some things around in this bantamweight division. I dig it. You know, I guess we know that the fight's not taking place in New York now, which would have been in your backyard. Uh, it sounds like it could be as far as, like, Abu Dhabi or, or, you know, somewhere over there. I mean, you know, if they tell you a week out, by the way, you got to fly halfway around the world, is that is that going to be a problem for you? Not at all. Um, honestly, because they moved it to New York, um, I've been making sure my weight is a little bit lower than normal just in case. Um, but I'm on pace. I'm already sub-150. So um, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I got my passport ready. Uh, I told Ali, I just texted Ali the other day. I said, I don't care where it is. I don't care if I can bring one guy, eight guys. Uh, I don't care. I'm down. I think this is an opportunity to fight. Um, The rest of the world is shut down. There's no live sports happening. There's nothing really going on. Everybody's quarantined. We're in a time of sort of international crises. Like, why not? Like, I'm honored just, just, just to be basically on the card. Like, I'm very confident this fight is going to happen. I think all of the fighters on the card are pushing for it to happen. I think it's going to happen no matter where it goes down. And once it does go down, it's going to be epic because we're going to be the only people in the whole entire world allowed to compete. Like, what the hell? I can't. That's exciting. I don't give a damn where it's at. You can put us in Antarctica. Like, I mean, I don't want to miss this for nothing. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome all right cool well, i appreciate you shuffling around and uh yeah no worries i had nothing going on so it's all good and uh stay safe and maybe we'll talk a little bit closer as, as uh, once we find out where you're actually fighting oh uh, yeah give me a buzz i can't wait to chat with you and i'll stay safe maybe i'll put my mask on but probably not i'm, I'm a gangster and i'm stubborn so <laughs> i'm gonna keep walking around and keep living my life don't tell me how to live corona can't tell me how to live baby let's go All right, Sister Jari Eubanks, weird spot for her right now, like I said, on that UFC 249 card that 
technically right now has a date but not a location. Uh, uh, it sounds like the location might have gone from her backyard over there in Brooklyn, New York to halfway around the world in Dubai. But as you can tell, you know, she's trying to get her medicals done and, and trying to uh, stay ready uh, for, for what was going on. Um, you know, one of the things that – and again, I mean uh, – I don't know, man. I see the outrage in the community of, of MMA trying to carry on. Trust me, I, I see it out there, and I don't share it. I mean, I've even had some arguments on our own staff um, where I'm kind of in favor of, of mixed martial arts trying to carry on. I'm not saying carry on irresponsibly and without understanding the changes that are that are needed. And maybe, I don't know, man. I, again, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm silly when it comes to this stuff. I get it, man. This pandemic is serious. People are really dying. But the thing that stands out to me is, as I mentioned earlier, too, in my conversation with Simon Head is that we're going to have to figure out changes to help it keep carrying on. Just sitting in our houses for 30 days doesn't change anything. Like, we're going to need to change procedures. We're going to need to do things differently. So I kind of like the idea of, of trying to move forward and trying to address things head on rather than just sit back and then in 30 days go, what? Well, we haven't made any plans. We're just, we're just waiting. So I don't know. Uh, but Cold Coffee actually set this next uh, up, this, uh, this next opportunity, and I thought it was smart. Uh, and that was a chance to go talk to Eric Nixick over at Extreme Couture. He's the gym manager over there, and, of course, he's a, a cornerman and a coach as well. And talk to him about um, – just kind of how he's dealing with it, how the gym itself is dealing with it. I mean, this is both a local business and also a very predominant fight team as well. And so um, I thought it made a lot of sense to, to, to go talk to him, and I was happy that Cold Coffee set this up. And uh, here's what uh, Eric Nixick had to say. Where, of course, at this point, everything's shut down by government order, but you guys jumped out ahead of that a little bit and decided that you were going to shut down before everybody was required to. Can you just tell me what, I guess, the thought process was on you, you know, biting the bullet, so to speak, and making that call? Right. I mean, we just sat down, myself and Ryan and Randy, and just tried to figure out what was the best-case scenario for our members of the gym. And, you know, we just felt that we wanted to get ahead of it and be part of the solution rather than the problem. Um, you know, obviously, in an MMA gym, we're a lot of physical contact and people are on top of each other and training. And... Uh, we just felt it was the time to do it. it was on on Sunday night. Yeah. You guys have been around for a long time. I mean, it's a very established facility, but at the same time, I mean, it's still kind of a small business, right? So, I mean, is that is it scary times financially? I mean, is it time to panic yet, or is everybody trying to stay calm? What's what's the feeling? You you know me, man. I'm a one day at a time guy. So, like right right now, I, I'm trying to plan for the future, of course, and it's hard not to look that way. But as of today, they're just trying to do one step at a time and get everything figured out. As of right now, um, trying to calm a lot of the members down and calm a lot of the, the coaches and everyone else. This is all of our livelihoods, and I understand that. I guess the one saving grace to that is we're all in the same boat. So we're just trying to figure this out. It's new to everybody, and uh, you know, really just take care of one another right now. Yeah. You guys have a ton of fighters here. Every time we come in, the fight board's covered with matchups coming up. So, you know, there's uncertain times for sure, but there are people still getting ready for fights, right? Yeah. What can you do to, to help these guys and gals continue to prep for fights? So, again, something new to us. We've uh, What we thought was the best-case scenario was, so Puna, for example, he has a fight in May. I told Puna to find a training partner that might also have a fight or somebody that you're, that's your size and kind of a training buddy. And then Puna and Montel were in today. They were getting their work in. Um, if Coach Nate or myself are in there to kind of supervise or help or hold pads, it, it keeps everything at a minimum. And then those guys are responsible for cleaning up prior to the getting in here washing their hands cleaning themselves and then cleaning up after themselves when they leave so you know we're a 24,000 square foot facility we figured that at the most we want to only have about 10 people in at a time spread out amongst the two gyms nice
the guys that were on canceled fight cards, yeah. have you figured out a strategy with them? I mean, they don't know what's going on, right? But are you, are you do you have advice for them on staying ready, or because you know, we don't know what the UFC is going to do? Right. Uh, well, obviously, me and Francis, we, we had an eight week camp together, and and uh, Cody Stamen as well. Cody's with with Coach Eddie. You know, we talked about all this stuff and just how do we stay sharp? We don't know what's going to happen. From my understanding, the 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 word postponed has been for those fights not canceled so i try to keep those guys mindset ready where it's like hey man we might fight we just don't know when um but again it's hard i think that was the one thing you you put a put a whole whole training camp in and that's something i think we've been accustomed to in mma guys get hurt people miss weight something happens fights get canceled right so we're we're not necessarily where we're this is new to us but again it, this this whole thing with the car, entire cards being canceled so um really all i said to francis was the man you know, no one can take away the hard work we put in for these next eight weeks. Um, we, we're we're going to be able to show that at some point. Just just know that we, we, it wasn't all for naught. Nice. You clear there's a strategy for fighters uh, as far as the gym itself. I mean, what's the focus right now? I mean, I, I got to imagine cleanliness or something is part yeah. of it. What what can you do in the meantime? I guess. I think just perception for us, and and I want to make sure that. When the members do come back, I have a couple guys that I, I've kept on hourly. They're going to be tearing out the carpet and doing some upgrades and doing some things throughout the gym to where when the members do come back, I, I hope that they look around and like, wow, these guys just weren't sitting on their on their butts for for this time, and they actually did some upgrades. And the the you know we're going to stay in concrete. We're going to add some new equipment. We're going to do some other stuff too, which we didn't have the luxury of doing while we were open. So you know we're going to take advantage of that time. Obviously, you know, uh, sanitation and it's, it's always important in the gym, right? I mean, it always has been, but I think this really opens eyes. Do you think this is going to cause, like, any lasting changes in, in the industry as far as, like, you know, maybe that, that idea of one training partner or whatever it is? I mean, do you think this might make some changes moving forward? Possibly. And, you know, being in the gym industry for about 13 years now, we know how it is, man. Guy, One guy comes in with ringworm or staff and then it, it infects the entire gym. So um, the thing that I think that I want to echo to a lot of our, our, our training partners and our fighters is it's, it, this is not about you. It's about us. So taking care of one another, if you feel sick, if you have something going on, this is bigger than you. You know, so make sure that you know that when you're coming in here, you could possibly be infecting somebody else or somebody's grandparent, you know, that didn't have a choice. So, you know, I, I would imagine some of these bylaws are going to be passed down as, as we get going and figuring out how to how to calm this epidemic. But right now, man, it's just all new waters for us. Yeah, I think everybody's in a state of confusion just trying to figure out what's going on with the whole industry, as you said. I mean, if people if somebody were to come to you and say, what the hell am I supposed to do? I mean, do you have a message for your team, for anybody in the industry that's wondering where? are we supposed to do right now same i mean, we just got off the one with john wood one of my friends he runs syndicate you know we're obviously we're competitors but at the same time we're also good friends and we're businessmen you know and, and we're, we're just trying to figure that out talk to coach casey halstead you know we're just we as a as a community it's a small fraternity of mma uh gyms owners and again we're trying to figure this out as we go and um people look to us to be calm Right. If I'm crazy and I'm nervous, same way if I if I cornered a fight that way, my fighter's gonna be crazy and nervous. So the way I approach them has to be calming. Although on the inside I might be doing backflips, I have to approach them calm and collect and talk to them the way I would if if they were just fighting. So that's kind of my mindset right now is just deliver the message the best I can and be calm about it.
right, so that was Eric Nixick over at Extreme Couture. We got a nice video of that as well. By the way, on your brand new camera gear that, yes. that you shot. So Thank you, USA Today. Check that out. Uh, thanks for setting that up, Cold Coffee. Appreciate that. Dude, it's uh, – man, listen, I mean, obviously I, I like Eric a lot. Um, it is scary times for, for small businesses especially, man. And yeah. you think about Extreme Couture, I mean, it, yeah, it's a, it's a big fight gym and it's a big team. But, I mean, as with any gym, what really pays the bills is, you know, the families and yeah, the, you know, the, the people those coming in. members, man. That's what keeps the doors open and makes um, you wonder about the smaller gyms like just oh. a regular mom and pop gym or i have a friend back home in columbus that uh has a small like yoga studio and saw her trying to mess around with doing um like a live stream yoga session just to try to get something to people you know the, i'm sure there's going to be creative ways people can do but you can't live stream if somebody wants to get in there and put some plates on a bar and, and throw <laughs> it up. True. You know what I mean? Like my, my wife was doing do a, a Zumba session on uh, over she? Facebook chat last night. The wow. Zumba, the the Zumba instructor, I think that's what yeah. it's called Zumba. I believe it's called like yeah. the dance stuff. Had set up like a Facebook Live camera in her in her in her house and was just like doing the whole routine yeah. and playing the music and stuff. I was like. Hey, man, I can respect that. I, yeah. I respect that because, um, I mean, That's I think good. the instructor just did that on her own because I don't think the gym's paying her to do that. I mean, yeah. maybe they're just paying her anyway. I don't know. I don't know how it works, well, they probably I thought it was paid, cool. They probably already paid for the month, and, yeah. and then that's one way where maybe – you know, if they're like, we'll get you a refund, or if they're just like, sorry, guys, you know, I mean, at least that way they can try to keep at it. And it probably gives some normalcy to the teacher as well. Oh, you know? I, yeah, that's what I thought, too. It probably you just know. helped her keep her routine. Drysdale's, uh, you know, my son does uh, BJJ over at Drysdale's, and uh, well, I thought what he did was good, too. He was he also, like Extreme Couture, he closed down before he was mandated to close down, yeah. which it, it just makes sense. Like, grappling, like we're saying, stay away from people. Like, oh, but let's go grapple. Like, come yeah. on. That doesn't make sense. doesn't get much worse than that. But but he uh, he opened up. In he terms has an of contact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he has an um, an online tutorial session. You know that normally I guess you you pay like either I don't know if you buy it or you rent access to it or whatever. But he uh, just gave everybody a free login to to log in to be like, hey, listen, if you want to keep kind of learning, if you want to keep like focusing on on some grappling while you're while you know while this is happening, you can you can log into my online training series for free. I thought that was cool. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's a, it's a way for him to keep going. And, and look, I mean. That's very cool, and the fact to give it away. I mean, I'm sure a lot look, of people are looking at ways to profit off this. Yeah, you saw that story of the guy that uh, had hoarded the seventeen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer, and then was crying because he had no place to sell it because sell Amazon it. and eBay wouldn't let. And then Dude, the attorney general, F I guess the attorney you, general seized a bunch of that shit and was going after him for uh, profiteering or so. It's I forget what the like word. It's a crime. They were actually so looking wrong. at you it. You bought all the hand. He said it was a New York Times article. He bought all the hand sanitizer in like a three-state area, something, and was selling them for like a hundred bucks a bottle. Like, you know what, dude? Like, you're a dick. I'm sorry, bro. If you do that, you're a dick. Yeah, I get something, it, man. Something with I forget. I'm and I'm sure it's not profiteering is not the right one, but it the, but it was just the way that he was gouging the prices. Now he was that's wrong doing whatever. But I think the the attorney general was looking into whether uh, he could do something about it. But I, since they actually seized it, I'm sure it'll probably be. No harm, no foul. Get a slap on the wrist or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a crazy turn of events. I mean, I get it. The guy was trying to turn a profit for his family. Saw a moment to do it, but uh, not to that to, level. To profit too. off of you know people's despair like this is is not a good look. It's not look. All right. So a couple things about um, about Eric as well. Like I, I, again, I think everybody by this point kind of knows where I stand. Uh, I, I get it. This situation is serious, but we need to look toward the future. We need to look yeah. towards how we're going to change things. I love the fact that Eric's saying, "Look, here's what we decided for." Um, 
you know, how we're going to train. This is in the meantime, we're, you know, you got to come in, you got to sanitize. You only train with one guy, right. and then you sanitize afterwards. Like this is the stuff I want to hear. About. I'm so tired of seeing the, the 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 online discussion over. I can't believe this organization's proceeding. I can't believe this is. I'm so sick of seeing that. What I want to hear is. How do we do it? How do we carry on in the yeah. future? So I love the fact that we're hearing changes like that. And the other thing I, I will say, too, um, that was, man, I, I loved his mindset on it. It is true is that, like, man, once we get a green light from the government, they're like, hey, man, things are back to better for at least a little period of time. Um, and, and, again, I think it's going to be a long time before we're – a hundred percent good to go. I mean, they got to get this, you know, this vaccine done or whatever. Yeah. But it, but once we get it back to their saying, look, hey man, people can people can travel or people can do whatever. Man, the UFC could put these cards back together really quickly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and ESPN is still going to be desperate for content. So I mean, honestly, like right away, super desperate, dude. They're going to be hurt. So uh, dude, How right many away, channels do they have? That's, you know, and the fact that they I got mean, nothing, man. Nothing I mean, new. It's all in. they got is NFL free agency to talk about right now, yeah. basically. So like, honestly, like the the once once we're okay, and again, I don't I don't think it's going to be with crowds. I think it's going to be behind closed doors for a while. But they could very easily be like, hey man, you know, you go, oh well, there's only so many Saturday nights. Nah, dog. They could do Wednesday night, Friday night, yeah. Saturday. I mean, th- there is going to be such a need for live sporting content. So I, I, I will say, as, as, as desperate as these times seem and as upsetting and frustrating and sad in a lot of ways that it is, they could literally take those whole cards that got postponed and just be like, you're now on Wednesday, you're now on Friday, you're now on Sunday. I mean, you never know. So I, I, that does give me a little bit of hope, I guess, that these, you know, that we could get some fights back in, in – uh, I mean, I'm not super. Uh, I, I'm not going to say I'm super sure that USC 249 is going to happen. I know nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> Knock on wood once again that we don't have to reschedule Habib and Tony. Dude, Habib and Tony. I'm just saying this: if that fight gets canceled, those two just need to pick a spot yeah. and just take a film crew, man. Uh, you tell me where. Will Will can go over there. Anatomy of a fighter. He can just go over yeah. there and shoot stuff, man. I mean, let's just just take a camera crew. We'll, we'll hey. We'll bring a camera. Yep. <laughs> tell, tell us where it's at. We'll show up. We'll show up, we man. We'll show up, and I will stream it if I can. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, it's crazy. You mentioned, and this is just us jumping off off topic a little bit, but you mentioned the NFL thing. What did you think about Tom Brady leaving uh, the Patriots and going to what? Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. I thought that was shocking. I was trying to think about that in MMA terms. You know, we have some people that are long time for one particular gym. Mm-hmm. Who would be a person that would be like the equivalent? Leaving a, a long time gym establishment like so and so will will never leave ATT, but then they jump ship and go to, you know, It'd be like uh, like Tiago Alves leaves ATT and, and goes to AKA or something right. like that or yeah or like or, or, or Cormier leaves Cormier AKA. leaves AKA and rolls yeah rolls to he's like American Top Team or, or Jackson he's like man I need to go to Jackson I'm just gonna switch it up and go to Jackson you know that like, would be weird it is just crazy I mean that I, when I saw that I was like because I figured at some point you know when we saw him talking t- in well in Vegas we joked about oh he's gonna go to the Raiders like. Nobody well, really Dana thought was saying, that. Well, Dana was saying behind the scenes, he's like, I heard it's a done deal. He's like, Dana was saying That he was leaving scenes. or that, it was, that, that he was, he was going to the Raiders? That he was leaving and that he was going to the Raiders. Interesting. Yeah, Dana was saying, I'm sure he's coming to the Raiders. That's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, when I when I was thinking about that, I was like, man, that is crazy. You you just think of the one with the other, and it made me think, like, who would that be in MMA? Like, what would be the equivalent of It was funny. Leaving? So, I, I, I saw I, – I, again, there's nothing on TV, so I had, like, a, a, a draft cover – or 
free agency coverage thing on last night, and they did show a stat. He's the first player in NFL history to leave a team after having 20 years with one franchise. Yeah. I mean, 20 years with one point, franchise. At that point, they're always like, oh, I'm just going to retire out. Yeah. You know, I mean, you see some people, I mean, not 20 years. He's probably hard up for money, man. probably hard up for Yeah, you know, he's got a terrible life at home. He goes home to his ugly yeah, yeah, yeah. wife. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's got like, to uh, hate going home. And just, I just like, want to play that game where I get smashed <laughs> by big dudes. <laughs> life is tough for that guy. Um, but, you know, you do sometimes, and I wouldn't be surprised. You've seen uh, other situations where guys uh, are longtime players at a team. They'll leave, and then they get, like, the one-day contracts yeah, where they yeah. can retire out Emmett or Smith did that. Emmett Smith left the yeah. ca- went from the Cowboys, went to go play for the Cardinals, yeah. and then came back and got the one-day deal so he could retire as a Cowboy. I wouldn't be surprised if, if the door isn't open for that sort yeah. of thing to happen. But I'm sure he's getting a nice another big paycheck. I'm not sure what the deal is, or I haven't seen any numbers or amount of years or whatever. But uh, crazy, it's, it's crazy. Weird. And I bet our listeners have maybe some other suggestions of who they think would be, who would be the equivalent that you guys can think of, of a Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and going somewhere else. Who would be the equivalent in MMA terms? Of leaving a team and going somewhere else, I think Cormier and the AKA was a, yeah, that's yeah. a big, big one. I mean, Rockhold ended up down in Florida, and that was a little bit shocking. But it was always like, I mean, he always said, ah, uh, you know, he handled it the right way. I think he always said, that's my team, but there's nobody really there for yeah. me to train with right now. That's like true. they're still my people, but I'm with Henry Hooft right now. Just you know, yeah. Be interesting. interesting. I, I think Cormier. I think Cormier is a good Cormier is a huge one. All right. So we listen. We spend most of our time talking about MMA because we don't. I, I personally don't watch anything but MMA. And but it's kind of in the name of the show. But the, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> it kind of uh, helps. There's a uh, so. But I'd want to ask. So since uh, listen, we're, we're going to do some stuff on MMA Junkie where we where we go through some history of MMA type stuff. Here's some things to watch on Fight Pass. Blah blah. blah. You hand me but another one of those award winning. Oh, absolutely. Certainly. Pass these over. Um, but I get it. With as much free time and time at home as we have now. Not everybody's going to be MMA all the time. So I did want to ask you if you have any uh, viewing recommendations for people throughout there. Because I'm going to throw out, I'm gonna throw out oh, a couple. Oh, like TV, like TV T- shows. Like regular TV. Like not, not, like, not, yeah, not MMA stuff. Because I, oh, I've okay. got a couple. I, I've been At watch- first when you said regular, I was like, on oh, regular, regular TV? No, no, no. I'm like, just saying stuff that people watch. Who still watches that? Outside of <laughs> MMA. Yeah, no, no. you got to be able to get it with bunny ears. If you can get it with bunny ears. Uh, <laughs> What's funny, even like some of the shows that I like to watch are on they're on like CBS, but I watch them on the CBS All Access app, of course. not on the actual channel. So, I want to <laughs> give two that I ended up watching this week in the first week of the pandemic lockdown. Both are on HBO Go, uh, so it's a premium service. Hopefully, every, not I know yeah. not everybody will have that, but I'm sure people have ways of of watching it. But uh, McMillions documentary, I like documentary type stuff, um, and it's uh, it's a story of how the Monopoly game. Back in McDonald's, everybody remember that when we were kids growing up, yep. how it was completely rigged, super rigged from day one. And it's uh, I think it's like a like a six or seven part documentary, uh, but it's entertaining. Just the characters and the people that are in it are insane. What's it called? McMillions. McMillions, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's really good, man. The story itself is great. Um, I watched the whole thing. I had watched a couple episodes before, uh, but I finally got a chance to finish and, and watch that. So put that one on your list. I thought it was entertaining. And then another one, a little uh, uh, this was kind of out of out of left field a little bit, uh, but also on HBO Go, uh, Righteous Gemstones is a uh, a fantastic series that I enjoyed the hell out of. It's a uh, what's the dude Kenny Powers? What's his name? Uh, God damn, I don't. This oh, goes to the, show you the actor's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know what the actor's you know name how, is. You know how little I watched. 
TV. So yeah. that dude, that whoever that okay, dude yeah, is, yeah. that dude is is one of the stars of it. That's all, um, he's but, funny. Dude, it's a yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and it's a it's a story about like a a, a televangelist family, and like they're super wealthy, like ridiculous, like billionaires, and like it's how you know the the, the business side of it, and they're like who they are, their characters behind the scenes. So uh, anyway, it's kind of weird. Like it's 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 I, I had honestly I just hit it by uh by accident, man. But I I love the hell. Danny McBride is the guy's name, by the way. Danny McBride is his uh, name. Okay, John Goodman like... is in it as well. Oh, so, that's good. oh, dude, it's it's phenomenal. So if you want to give something different a shot, try Righteous Gemstones. I thought, and and by the way, it is very uh, not safe for your coworkers <laughs> uh, type thing. You know what I'm saying? If well, they're all working wrong. That's what I'm saying. If your kids are your coworkers nowadays, yeah. <laughs> uh, you definitely don't want to watch around the little ones. But holy shit, dude, I have not laughed out loud. That's so awesome. hard at some of the scenes that are in there. So, documentary McMillions, I liked. It was just a, it reminded me of my childhood because I remember the game. Yeah. Uh, and you never knew anybody that won. Well, now you know why nobody won. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny to see how the whole thing played out. And then Righteous Gemstones had me cracking up multiple times uh, over the course of it. So, uh, so check that out. So those are my recommendations. That's, any, that's any, good. any, any. I any do remember winning like some fries. I think as a kid, or maybe you got <laughs> yeah. like a soda or something, but you never got the yeah. full meal or something. Yep. Um. I like like the sci-fi and like the fantasy sort of stuff. So a couple of uh, I'll show throw you out a, a few that I've been watching. I blazed through I think in a day or two uh, season two of Altered Carbon. Okay. That's on Netflix. Uh, futuristic sort of uh, body swapping reality where your consciousness is in uh, uh, these discs that you can go and they call your the bodies like sleeves, so you can. You know, like if you wanted the John John Morgan sleeve, you know, they would put their consciousness this disc, and you could download your consciousness. So, like if you died, whatever your last re uh, backup was is what they could boot into something else. I mean, but it's futuristic, and there's like gunplay and sword play and all kinds of like really cool shit. So, uh, I blazed through the season two of Ultra Carbon, which was awesome. If you haven't seen that series of the first season, it is really, really, really cool. Where's that on? Uh, that's on Netflix. On Netflix, okay. Yeah, the Ultra Carbon. Oh man, it's so so darn good. I didn't even realize the second season came out, and somebody told me, it and I I literally binged it. I think it was like one day. I didn't even realize that I was doing it, and it was like three in the morning. I was like, oh my god, go to bed, dude. But it was just the show just grabs you. I love it. Um, another one I stumbled upon accidentally uh, the other day, and I want to say it's on HBO now, is uh, His Dark Materials. And it's um, it's actually sort of uh, more, I don't know if kids like, but one of the, the, the main star is this uh, young actress. Um, it has the actor from Hamilton in there right. as well. But they did a movie uh, years back because it's a, based on a series of books. And one of the books uh, in America is known as The Golden Compass. Okay. Um, even though the actual movie, the book was Northern Lights. But The Golden Compass had Nicole Kidman, had this young girl. And they uh, had like these warring, uh, all these people, they had these, what they called their demons, but their their animal spirit. Um, so I always wonder like what Diego Sanchez animal spirit would be, <laughs> but it's actually in, in a form that can talk and it follows you along. Um, whereas the, when the person dies, your demon dies or whatever, but, um, it has, uh, it's, so it's a, a series, but it's all sci-fi sort of based and stuff and, and has multiple sort of things, but it has 
which magic and witches and other stuff. And I love all that fantasy yeah, yeah. sort of stuff. But I happened to stumble upon that the other day, and it had like a good preview. So I was like, oh, let me just give this a try. I've never heard of this his Dark Materials. And as soon as I started watching, I was like, dude, this is a total ripoff of that Golden Compass movie that happened. And then I realized, okay, they're, they're made after the same thing. Um, so I saw that uh, just started the other day, and I literally uh, fired through that. And then to round out my sci-fi trio... Dude, if it wasn't for MMA and beer, you and I would have no shared interest I know. whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, let me show you this sci-fi show, uh, is uh, Picard. Okay. For oh, is that the like, Star, the Star Trek, Trek. It's the It's the recent uh, Star Trek one, and it is fantastic. Really? I, well, one, I just I love the, the look of it. Um, it's just beautiful. I don't know if they actually shot on film or the digital cameras they're using are replicating, but... Uh, Jean-Luc Picard is older and he's uh, back to his old ways, man. And uh, Patrick Stewart, I I love Patrick Stewart. I think he's a fantastic actor. But uh, it's just cool because he was such a, well, now my theater side's coming out. He's like, he was a wonderful actual stage performer as well. And then uh, was lucky enough to stumble upon Star Trek and became this huge like sci-fi person. And now He's an older gentleman, but he's still getting really, really good work for this. So I'm really, really happy for him. But for Trekkies, uh, the last couple Star Trek shows, the Star Trek Discovery and then this Picard, I think are fantastic. But that is on, it's on CBS, but being us that we don't do like we used to do as kids where it's like, you know what, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, you had to be there waiting on the TV. Now you can uh, either DVR it or I watch it on CBS All Access when it's just by on on, on demand. I tell you what, man, it's funny. I mean, obviously, you know, no secret streaming services are going to crush it right now. Um, I did oh, is, yeah, when right. this thing was starting. I thought, you know what, the UFC should do. The UFC should just make Fight Pass like free for everybody. You know, for like thirty days or sixty days or something like that. Um, you know, I was I was talking to my wife about it. I'm like, man, that would just be such a good business move. Like the PR you would generate and potential customers. You know, like, hey, we're looking out for you, America. You're stuck in your house. We got you. And it's funny. Uh, I did see. I think the NFL and the NBA both did that with like their league pass or whatever. I mean, really? which I mean, they're not in season, right? Well, they, I mean, the NBA is in season, but so it's not like it's live programming, but it's just their archival programming. Like you can go watch it. And I was like, man, just a the PR that would be really good PR, bro. If, the PR the you got, I was like, we that. got you. I, yeah. I know. I was like, do you think Netflix or or Disney Plus would do that? And she was like, hell no. Like, there's too much money involved. Boy, but like, Disney Plus would just kill it for people with all their kids. That we know your kids are stuck something. here, but here, wow. you know, here, dude, the PR you would generate, and of course. It would be free, but you would have to give your credit card. You know what I mean? And if you don't cancel it after 30 days, it automatically. You're locked in. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I don't know. To me, it just seems like a natural, like, hey, man, it's it's a positive PR move, but it also helps generate customers as well. Like, that just seems like a no-brainer, dude. Like, that's, every streaming yeah, that's service. that's a good idea. Netflix probably doesn't have to because they got, like, 80% of the country already. You know what yeah. I mean? But still, just like. you, Yeah, which would be really good PR and be great for them. But it made me think. I, at first, I wasn't sure where you are going to go with it, but it did talk about and I just want to knock on wood as I'm talking about it. I remember you had said the other day, you know, with all the strain of people working at home, the the load on the internet, oh, the load on the internet carriers all but around here. Like, stop talking. I stop know. talking. <laughs> like, don't say it. You know, it's that, like we don't talk about Habib versus Tony because we don't <laughs> anything to happen to it. Don't talk about internet Don't talk issues. about potential internet <laughs> failure. Dude, if the internet fails, oh, my God. Our economy would just be crushed. Done. Done. And Done. All those people that were in lines for their guns and stuff would literally lose their minds. Oh, my God. 
Stock like, up on award-winning PBR. <laughs> Which, thankfully, seems to be on the shelves. No problem. Thank God. I don't know why people aren't making a run on it. Like for water when you got frosty beverages. Right? It's, it's amazing. All right, listen. We, we have talked long enough. Like I said, hey, moving forward, listen, it's going to be an interesting we hope it's only 30 days. We'll see what happens. It's an interesting time in the world. Uh, look, we are going to do our best to keep this to uh, MMA talk. So if you're if you're a long-time listener or a new Unless you want to talk Star Trek. Unless you want to talk, yeah, science fiction, in which case, <laughs> Cold Coffee will definitely talk about it. I mean, listen, we're, we're not going to be able to not talk coronavirus. We're not going to be able to not talk about it at all because it is going to continue to impact our lives. But uh, I do not want this to, to be, you know, some kind of debate over it or, or whatever. Like, I... It's just, just our reality now. That, that's it's our reality now. So we'll have to talk about it. But at the end of the day, I want this to remain about MMA, and I want us to be able to have fun, relax, get a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of unplug because uh, life is tough right now. So uh, for everybody out there, man, like stay safe. You know, I mean, do do what you're supposed to do. Look out for your family. Enjoy this time that we have at home. I mean, do some good stuff around the house, and uh, you know, try to make make the best you can. And we'll be here for you. I promise. And uh, as always, just thanks for listening.